1: Hello, and welcome to the Strickland's live free agency bonanza super show, whatever you want to call it. Um, I'm joined by some illustrious guests here. Uh, first, we have Sam, my co host, Sam. Say hello to everybody. Sam is not talking. Uh, great. Um, but we are also joined by John Schmelk. John, how are you doing today?
2: doing good man you know first night of your agency it's not midnight anymore which i think all of us are grateful for uh i don't a lot of stuff's gonna go down it should be fun
1: yes and i'm very sure that the knicks won't make any signings uh very soon after six because that would insinuate tampering um we are Never. joined. <laughs> we are joined also by yossi goslin from hoops hype yossi how are you doing man appreciate your time hanging in there thanks for having me on yeah of course um before we get started, just need to mention that uh, we do have a sponsor that is Bet Online. Check them out. Uh, I will do the full spiel later, but we are going to get started on uh, NBA free agency, and I guess we'll start with the Knicks stuff because Josie, you know the cap pretty well. Um, if you want to correct me if I'm wrong, I- I've done my own, uh, you know, napkin math here. The Knicks obviously have the full mid-level at their disposal. Very likely that they're going to use at least some of that, if not all of it, on Dante Divincenzo. Now, if they use all of that. That puts them over the luxury tax, and it hard cap, but it, it hard caps them at one hundred and seventy two million. Is that correct?
3: Uh, they get hard capped at to the uh, yeah. They get hard capped one hundred seventy two mil. Uh, they would probably they'd be as into the tax temporarily. Uh, I'm mm. sure they could get under it if they cut uh, some of their non guaranteed guys like Jeffries, uh, Roby, uh, Sims. You know, a combination of them. Mm-hmm. uh they could make it work but um might have maybe if uh, there might be some, maybe another tinkering thing they have to do whether it's an obi top and trade right like you got linked to today or if they can finally get off Fournier. uh but they they'd be slightly over but they could get under
1: yeah um and i guess the question is i actually have this question i think if they so if they non-guarantee Jeffries and roby and then sign DiVincenzo, i think that would put them at thir- i think they'd still have one empty roster charge is the empty roster charge now five hundred thousand still, or is that is it more now under the new CBA? Oh, it's like
3: one point something now well, uh, for the whatever the rookie minimum. is. like it's like over one million.
1: Okay, okay, so yeah, they that's just...
3: usually for a cap. That's the cap space thing. It doesn't uh, really matter for the tax purposes.
1: Okay, yeah. Um, what do you do? You think like I mean, obviously you just said it, but. The so math here for like giving DiVincenzo a full ma- a full MLE I was about to say a full max which would be hopefully they don't do that uh, but the full MLE like are they I mean this seems pretty straightforward like you said just an ob I mean even just an ob top and salary dump probably just gets them there right yeah I think that would be enough it's a pretty big amount six point eight that should get them there so uh, how, how much time have you had with the new CBA here.
3: Uh, I mean, I've you know, I've known all the new, the biggest stuff since it started coming out. As far as the actual CBA, um, I haven't really gotten into it
1: Um, do you like so Miami is obviously a team of interest given they have a lot of things they're trying to balance here? Do you th- like is there a path for them to just stay under the second apron that involves them keeping? I mean, Strew seems like he's gone, but a guy like Vincent. Uh, without shaving a lot of, I don't want to say salary, but players that they actually use or are they just shit out of luck?
3: They're they're pretty shit out of luck. Even if they leave, they're basically if they leave and they don't shed money off like Lowry or Duncan, if they don't do something like that, they're still going to be over the second apron without Stros and Vincent. I think they're sounds like they're really trying to move Lowry, get off his money the hardest because you know it's thirty million. If they can get off that, that opens up a lot of stuff. Either way, it doesn't sound like Miami wants to bring back and Vincent anyways. Uh, you know, it sounds like they're going to get a lot higher offers and the Heat are willing to uh, commit to. And I think after they had that offseason where uh, they overpaid the on-waiters and James Johnson after one really good year, I think they're done uh, trying to, you know, I think they want to manage their cap sheet well. They don't want to overreact to this uh, run that they just had. And um yeah, it just seems like that's what their plan's gonna be.
1: Yeah, I'm curious, like I know I messaged you yesterday because I had this harebrained idea of like a three team trade. Um but like Miles Bridges obviously is out there, he's floating out there in the ether. Um you like I don't know if you got clarification on this because I know we talked about this yesterday, but like so you had mentioned yesterday that he's not able to be signed and traded because he didn't play last year. Is that true, or was that? Or were you able to? Confirm?
3: Oh yeah, yeah. No, that's basically true. So, most likely, he just ends up back in Charlotte. Um, you know, another team could whatever another team offers. It. it I'm sure it'll be something that, that Charlotte that's reasonable enough for Charlotte to match. And but probably no one's going to offer him anything. I would guess, and Charlotte will probably have a lot of leverage. Yeah, not having the sign and trade option. That takes away a lot of options for him. So I think uh, Charlotte, I get the feeling he might be back on like an NFL type contract, kind of like what Kevin Porter Jr. just did, mm. where every year is non-guaranteed. Maybe not to that degree, but after everything, uh, you know, he hasn't played for a year. Who knows how he looks right now? I, could, I wouldn't be surprised if the contract ended up being extremely favorable for Charlotte.
0: Is there any truth to the Cleveland rumors of him, like them being interested in him at all? Or... I have no
1: idea. I mean, he he'd only be able to sign there, right? So like. Yeah, yeah. I know that. they're like desperate they for like all.
0: wing depth because that was something that was a key yeah. issue for them.
3: Right. I mean, sounds now. Uh, Mark Stein was saying sounds like the Cavs are going to sign a trade for Strews. So yeah. they already got their forward um, taken care of. It seems.
1: I wonder who the the sign and trade would be for. What do they have? They have Okoro and they have Chetty Osman. They can use as salaries. That'd be interesting. Yeah. Um, do you you mentioned Kevin Porter Jr. and I, I Houston is obviously they're the the big fish here at least in terms of spending power and free agency. Do you envision a scenario where like cuz there have been linked to, you know, you see Freddie Fred. Brooks uh Lopez a little bit but it looks like Lopez probably going to end up back in Milwaukee and then there was a little bit of smoke around Kuzma. Do you think it's possible that they would be interested in sending out kpj and like a fred van sign signer trade to create more cap space or do you think they just have enough space to avoid that altogether
3: i think they have enough to avoid it but you know i'm also just something tells me i don't know i'm not totally convinced they're gonna get fred uh i it sounds like the raptor like i'm seeing some of the raptors reporters are saying that they're the raptor's still in it they're trying to give fred an offer that would keep him there if that happens my in my opinion i don't think the rap the rockets should even be doing this with their cap space overpaying guys these front loaded deals just to pry them away from their team if i like to be wanting to compete for the playoff spot is you know I, while that's not a direction i agree with i would think it's a better use of their cap space if they traded for some veterans under contract that can help now instead of overpaying some of these guys uh, maybe they could extract NASA. Maybe they can get like a real guy. I don't know. Maybe if Carl Anthony Towns is actually available. I think that kind of makes sense. Uh, maybe like someone on the Hawks, like Murray or Capella. Like I would, I would trade for some vets if I were them. That's an easier way to fill up their, their, to spend their cap. Uh, Cause they need to spend like 50 million anyways to get to the floor. And, and then after that, uh, you know, I also think if they want to be good next year, they kind of have to shuffle some of these young players. They can't have like 13 young players and two vets and expect to make the playoffs.
1: Yeah, I'm. They already there were rumors that uh, Kenny Martin Jr. is probably on the way out at some point. Um, Do you like? So you mentioned the Hawks and the Timberwolves. Are the Hawks good now in terms of at least ducking the the first or second apron with the Collins trade? That that pretty much gets them out.
3: Yeah, well, they're way below now. So uh, now the question is, what are they going to do next? Just because they they also opened up the mid level, do they want to add another guy that way? Uh, sounds like they're still active in trades. Like sounds like anybody but Trey is available. Maybe they try to increase payroll now, get a different guy back with that flexibility. Uh, I'm, yeah, I have no idea. I haven't we haven't really heard much about what Atlanta might be up to.
0: Um, I got, I got something here. I just saw Jake Fisher just tweeted about um, Phoenix. They're pulling their qualifying offer for Jock Landale. We know Phoenix is kind of, like, basically strapped with, you know, those three heavy or not even – it's four, right? Those four big contracts with <clears throat> um Beal, um, Aiton, Durant, and um Booker. Yeah. Like, what are their – like, what can they do? Like, is it just, like, vet minimums or, like – that's it, basically.
3: Vet minimums, and then they can <clears throat> re-sign a couple of their guys to above the minimum. That includes Basley, uh, Craig. They could still re-sign Landale technically to above the minimum and Biombo, but it's, it's for them to pull the offer sheet on Landale. Kind of suggests that there he he already has another spot, and they're just letting him go there. And uh, maybe he's going to get paid like pretty size, a lot more than we might expect or the Suns were hoping for. That's what I would think.
1: The Nets did that. They basically dumped Joe Harris for two and two second round picks on Detroit. Was that, I mean, that gives them a 19, what is a $19.9 million TPE. Do you think they just keep that? Or was there a purpose to that beyond, you know, just dumping the salary?
3: I think number one was dumping the salary like the way to look at this is they're going to trade Harris's salary for whatever Cam Johnson's going to be. Uh, he's probably going to get a starting salary at roughly the same amount. And I think number one, that's what it was all about. They're going to re-sign him and they'll probably still have some flexibility afterwards to uh, use the mid level if they want, or they could use part of those trade exceptions. Um, so, and then the other thing is how much do they want to spend? Uh, you know, the team definitely does not look good enough uh, to be a tax team. So obviously they're going to be in the running for Lillard or whoever, whatever other All-Star might become available. But that was the that was like the main thing that, to me, is just they did this so they can re-sign Cam Johnson comfortably.
1: Interesting. Um, do you, I guess, like, with the Timberwolves, and I, I'm just curious about this, because I I kind of thought it was insane when I was reading about it. Um, they haven't necessarily totally, I mean, there have been some rumors that Cats going to get traded, but a lot of the louder voices have been they're going to run it back. Um I, There's also been murmurs that they want to use the full mid-level. Like, is it just me, but doesn't it seem a little crazy to use the full mid-level when you know that about to eat a shit burger in a year with all these contracts they have in their books. I mean, unless I guess they find a way to, you know, maybe flip Gobert good luck with that for a bunch of smaller contracts that they can flip off of easier. But I don't know. To me, that seems a little wild. I'm curious to get like your thoughts because they'd be well into the second apron at that point, I would think.
3: No, uh, I, agree, I agree with you on that. I thought it was kind of, I did not agree with waiving Torian Prince out. I mean, he, it sounds like, I think he cleared waivers, waiver so I, they could bring him back. Not a good market for mid-level guys. Everybody wants the same guys: Bruce Brown, DiVincenzo, Max Struz. So few of these guys, and only one team could get each. Uh, or you know, so it uh, uh, sounds like I don't see. I don't really see Minnesota getting one of these premier guys. Maybe they'll use it just a portion of their mid-level on just somebody. But I agree with you. Um, I'm in the back of my mind. I just. I'm expecting that they'll trade Cat eventually, maybe not right now, but probably around the trade deadline. Uh, they'll give this group another go just because, and once things aren't going as they hoped, they're going to have to move someone, whether it's Cat or Gobert, because Edward's about to be due for a max extension. Maybe we hear it today. Uh, Jamie Dan is going to get a lot of money too.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: Uh, they're... You keep all four of those main guys, they're a tax team. Plus, Nas Reed has already got paid. Um, so that's... Conley's
1: under contract for this year, too, also. So. Who? Conley? Yeah,
3: well, yeah, but he's expiring. Right, right. So just with, when you look at those finances, uh, I just I think it'll most likely be Caddy's got more value than Gobert. And it's easier to trade him now before that supermax kicks in.
2: You know, I, I have a question about the Kings. They made that draft night trade, looking to clear some space, right? And then they go resign Barnes. How do you think they're going to leverage that space? And what do you think the ultimate goal was with that draft night trade to move some of that salary?
3: I think uh, they wanted to get some bigger targets, and clearly that didn't happen. I think the the fact that they extended Barnes and they traded for Duarte shows that okay, they're you know some of these bigger targets that whether it's free agency or trade they're not getting them Uh, and then the other thing is there's a lot of rumors or reporting that they're gonna want to renegotiate Sabonis so they I've got them still at like roughly 12 13 mil so they could still get like another guy on the cheap maybe like another rookie scale guy like they like with Duarte and then use the rest to bump up Sabonis's salary to Something higher, so when they do the extension, it's just a more viable extension. Um, I'm just not. I don't know though. Like seeing how low the market is in general. You got guys like Garden Harden opting in. uh, A lot of players we thought would opt out, like uh, just you know, Kuzma seems like he's gonna. He might even resign with the Wizards. Just not a very good market. I don't necessarily see it getting better next year. You know, we'll see. Um, I don't know who is in a rush to give Sabonis like a max or something like that. So I understand why the urgency, why the Kings would want to secure Sabonis now through a renegotiation. Um, you know, they, I just, I don't know, like, I, I just don't know if I like the price. Like they gave up a first to get off Holmes to do that. Um, but I mean, look, if they, if they that's where I think it's going, that they'll renegotiate with him and secure him and that'll be
1: that. Yeah, the Kings is they're pretty interesting in terms of what they did there. Um they also have the Duarte trade, which we don't know the full details on that. Uh so maybe they, I mean, I don't how much space do they need to actually do the full renegotiation extend for Sabonis?
3: Well, it just there's no certain amount they need. They just need some cap space just to raise the amount.
1: Mm-hmm.
3: Uh so they could raise like 5 million if they want. The higher they go then the higher they can make the future years.
1: Okay, got you. Um I have a question about uh, Dallas. So they have this whole Kyrie thing they're ba- balancing, but even so, even if they give him a full max, do they have the full medlo- mid level at their disposal? I don't think
3: so. I, I'm when I do my I've done my project, I didn't. I've not had a Kyrie at a max. I don't expect that for him. Hmm. Um, I'm guessing he gets low thirties, something around where uh, Harding got. Interesting. <laughs>
1: um so with like some of the, i want to talk about the clippers for a second too so they may i mean if they get harden i think they're in a pretty weird situation where like technically they could just have their books entirely clear next offseason because harden's a free agent paul george has a player option and Kawhi is a player option and they have a shit ton of all these expiring salaries or whatever obviously i don't think that's what they hope to happen um but like If they retain these guys, even if let's say Paul George and Kawhi are willing to take below max and Harden's happy to take maybe the number he's at, uh, but for more years, like I mean, this is another team where are we sure that like it, it feels like there's teams that are still on this just pay the guys now and then figure it out later strategy, which was kind of applicable under the old CBA, especially if your owner was willing to write a check. And I'm not sure how like it feels to me like that strategy is probably not as viable as some teams are Operating like still to this point,
3: yeah. I haven't looked that far ahead of with the Clippers potentially getting hard. And, uh, you know, that seems like the most the best option for him just seems like the whole hardness situation is just about money. Uh, you know, he, there's no market for him, and he seems kind of upset that the Sixer didn't give him a certain amount. So maybe that could still, uh, that situation could cool down and he'll be back. But yeah, I don't know. I really don't know how this would impact the new CBA will impact like the Clippers. If they do get hard in, um, my feeling with them is they'll just be comfortable paying whatever amount. If they feel the team's good enough, uh, second apron be damned.
2: I'm interested in what the, what the Sixers are thinking here. If they do execute this trade, obviously they don't want to, you know, tank with Joel Embiid this year, but I almost feel like when you look at what the Clippers can send back in a trade like that, they're looking to be players next summer with the structure of a lot of the salaries on their team, right? Harris becomes a free agent. A lot of the guys that would get back from the Clippers only have one year left on their deal. Is that something that, that based on when you look at their salary structure and their roster composition that you think could be a goal here for Murray where he can Try to get in the position where he can almost have Embiid try to almost pick his teammates next year to get him to stay.
3: Yeah. So obviously, this is what the Spurs did with Kawhi in 2015, and it did it not go well for the Spurs <laughs> a couple years later? It did not. <laughs> so we'll see. I don't know. Um, and uh, if I mean if I'm Tyrese, and I see kind of. How the Harden situation went down, uh, made I could see that being concerning. Uh, You know, I think he'd rather get an extension now versus do it as a free agent. Um, And after the season he just had, but as far as the Sixers team building, you know, it's is it's it's smart. Like a lot of teams should do this, but uh, they risk a lot of goodwill when they do. So, yeah, they can have a nice third. Guy behind the Embiid and Tyrese isn't. Uh, I can take uh, one more, and then I got to get going, guys. Yeah, Thanks no back. problem.
1: I mean, I think just to close with this, I mean, isn't the elephant in the room here? Like, if they're gonna get, they have the Tobias Harris expiring, right? They're not extending Tyrese right now. We know this, so that keeps his salary low. If they get back, I mean, they at that point they can just trade for Dame straight up. If they get shit from the Clippers, let's say they get to those two first, the twenty-eight and thirty expiring salaries, like they they can make a deal here for Dame. And like, I mean, I know that, you know, Dame's camp has said nice things and Cronin has said nice things, but like, I mean, don't you feel like, it it feels like it's all leading to something. I I don't know. It just feels like you have Miami sitting there waiting. feels like Brooklyn's positioning themselves potentially. Philly, I mean, this is a weird scenario where we know Daryl Morey likes to get involved with the big fish. I mean, it it feels like something's got to give here, right? I mean, just reading the kind of, Contracts and all this type of stuff.
3: I don't know. I, I would think, so. <laughs> I, I, like, I see Windhorse on TV saying something like, "Maybe Kyrie, maybe Lillard, maybe this." Like, it's just too much. Uh, I don't know. We'll we'll just have to see. But um, I mean, yeah, uh, Maxi would be one of the better play young players of Blazers could get back for Dame. So I wouldn't rule them out. The Sixers could probably get in there.
1: Awesome, Yossi, Thanks so much for your time. Appreciate yeah, it. Thanks,
3: for, Thanks for having me on, guys. Have fun.
1: Yeah, you too. Um, all right. So I thought that was that was fun. Um, I'll do the I'll do the good capitalist ad read right now. Uh, Bet online is your number one source for all your bettering needs. Get the latest odds, lines, and match reports for baseball, boxing, golf, and more. Bet online continues to be the fastest and easiest way to place your wagers, including live betting and your favorite casino and card games available to, to play right from your phone. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and get in on the action. Remember to use promo code BLEAV for your 50%. Welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online, where the game starts. Um, All right, John, I got a question for you. Look, I I think all signs point to the Knicks signing uh, Dante DiVincenzo. We also have gotten reports now from Begley and um, Stein patted in in a a little tweet, too, that there's conversation with Obi going to Indiana. What? Like, do you think
2: the Knicks are thinking about, like, let's just force Tibbs to have to play small a little bit? Yeah, I mean, I think they're just trying to clear rotation minutes at this point. And, look, I, I like Dante DiVincenzo. I think he's a good player. He can shoot. He can defend. Uh, he's versatile. I think he's a good player. But I also think, you know, he needs more minutes than OB minutes. I mean, he needs mm-hmm. more than 15 minutes a game. He played 25 minutes a game for Golden State last year, right? I think you can reasonably reduce RJ's minutes a little bit here. but. Look, this is what the Knicks are going to do first, but this is not the big game here. This is a sideshow, and I think what you're waiting to see is if there is some type of consolidation move that makes itself available, because I'll just be blunt. like The way I see this roster, guys, is that they're never going to be better than they were last year if you're starting Mitch, RJ, and Julius. You just don't have enough shooting, and you don't have enough spacing, and that group doesn't work to the level you need it to work to be a contender. So when all is said and done, it might not be this offseason, it might be the trade deadline, it might, might might be next summer. And I don't think Mitch is going anywhere because they value room protection at center. And frankly, there aren't that many stretch fives out there that I think you can contract replace too. him with. Right, that too. And you know, yeah. you know, KP already moved to Boston. So I think you can cut that out. So then you're looking at RJ and Randall, right? And you figure out which one of these guys go out. I'm open to moving either. Um, I think it's easier to move RJ though, because I believe he's easier to replace. Because I feel if you move Randall, you need to find someone that can take up his usage and scoring and gravity. And I think that's a lot harder to find. Where if you keep Randall and Brunson, you move R J. And even if you just get a, you know, high end, you know, an OG Ananobi back who's not an engine of an offense, but obviously is an awesome defender, you know, can catch and shoot and do a little bit offensively, that type of player is easier to find to get the RJ upgrade than I think it is to replace Randall and then put the pieces back together, to turn it into an offense that works.
1: Yeah. I'm pretty interested in that. Um, I also think like we've seen this all three really Yeah, They've been here now three years, all three years they've gone into training camp. The roster has on the surface been like, Oh, it's it's a lot of guys competing for minutes. Like how's it going to shake out? This front office has shown that they kind of are willing to just let it shake out how it shakes out, at least to start the year um and see what happens and like i know I that, that yeah and, and i i know that like there's look like the reality is injuries happen we saw last year at various points there were there was like a month where we had seven guys in the rotation right there was a fucking six-week period where we were subjected to watching jericho sims masquerade as a power forward um like we had a lot of things going on and i'm not even saying that we had some horrible injury luck but even I mean, that's kind of the point. The Knicks didn't have bad injury luck, and even right. then, minutes open up. And I kind of just feel like, yeah, we can sit here and be like, well, how does Dante DiVincenzo fit? Shouldn't they get a wing? Should-? I mean, I've looked at the wing market. How many wings are you going to get for the MLE? I don't know.
2: Like, No, I, I mean, yeah, no, they're, they're just not they're there. They're numbers. Look, that's because six, eight guys that can shoot and play defense make $25 million a year, not $12 million a year. Yeah, well, what if I told you we could sign one on the minimum uh, who is an unrestricted free agent? Well, you a- a sh- Oh man,
0: I knew that was I knew that was
2: coming, man. <laughs> well, I-, I got yelled at by Nick fans for trying to draft him 6 years ago. So I don't want to go back that- I don't want to go back down that road. Um, no, like I I think at some point
1: they might just feel and this is just my thinking. We didn't get a huge sample of it, right? But the heart at the four minutes, those were pretty good for us. Like they were. Oh, they like were okay. no, yeah. I'd be all good with heart or RJ at the four, to be quite honest with yeah. you. Yeah, I'm, I'm fine with that. Yeah. And I and I wonder this, right? We know, like you said, they do they're at some point they're gonna have to make a big move. We know they kick the tires on Paul George. That seems like that's dead in the water because they're gonna get heart right? Or at least they're trying desperately to get hearted. We know that they kick the tires on Zach Levine. All the reporting that we've seen, at least recently, is that the Bulls are asking a lot. And no team, not just specifically the Knicks, mm-hmm. is not willing to meet it.
2: And, Honestly, I, I think the Bulls want to run it back again, which is crazy, but that's the Bulls. Yeah. And and I also think like for the
1: Bulls, like Levine is not a time sensitive issue, right? Levine's trade for them is not time sensitive. He's on Correct. contract for three more years.
2: DeRozan, on the other hand. <laughs> right. Well, DeRozan they should move. I,
1: I think and I actually think they might move him. They I, sure. I really do. Um, but like the Levine thing is kind of like Mitchell last year, where Utah was like, I mean, they put him on the market. But they could always kind of be like, we'll just keep him. You got He's got three more years on contract. Yeah, you have to
2: make a good enough offer to motivate them to trade Zach Levine. Right. Correct.
1: And I don't think the Knicks want to make that offer for Zach Levine. Like, no, I think and, and they would, I, and do, I happen to yeah. agree. Yeah, like,
2: I, I think they would do like an
1: RJ and a pick and Fournier's expiring and maybe throw an OB if they want like another young guy. Yeah. They would do that. I don't, the I don't Bulls would do that. Do right, Right. But I don't think they want to go where the Bulls want them to go. So my thinking is, like you just mentioned, you don't mind – harder rj at the four. it's not ideal i don't think it's ideal i don't think it's like the perfect situation but i wonder if the front office is just like okay this is what we have available to us right now let's get Divincenzo. he's a good player okay like good player we know he's probably going to be good vibes he's friends with brunson and hart should be fine let's add him and let's put tibbs in a situation if we trade obi where he's got to play Hart or RJ at the four. Those are the only guys he can realistically play at the four, other than Randall. And Randall can't play forty-eight minutes a night. You know, Randall's going to play his thirty-three to thirty-five as much minutes. As Tibbs wants to, yeah, like, Tibbs Tibbs definitely wants to. But like, as he's going to play his thirty-three to thirty-five minutes on most nights, and those rest of those minutes are going to be Hart or RJ at the four. And you can talk about how you want to mix and match one to three, but I think it's like, I'm I'm kind of into that idea because it's if you can't evolve, like if they're sticking with Tibbs and we know Tibbs is rigid in certain, a lot of ways, then you have to force evolution on him in a way. And I feel like this is their way of doing it where it's like, we're not going to give you fucking, you know, like random four that you don't even like, but you will play because he's a four. And they're like, we know you love Josh Hart. We know that you're cool with RJ Barrett playing 7 billion minutes. Like, this is what you have. Let's see what you do with it. And then, if they need to get a foreign season, we know they still have their picks. We know they have those protected picks. You maybe you still hold on to that Evan expiring contract which you can convert into something. Like I wonder if that's their thinking. I, I don't. I wouldn't totally surprise me.
2: Yeah, and look, I think Hart's rebounding makes that feasible. You know, I, I'm not. You know the. Jeremy Cohen of the cap world here. I think probably if they move Obi, <laughs> right, if, 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 if they get Obi out of here before they do the full MLE, I think that keeps them under the hard cap situation. So I think that works. So then you could hold on to Fournier. Uh, my guess is that they're going to figure out how to move him just to help him. I, you know, I think they're trying to do right by him. I think the Spurs would make sense in, in the type of move for that. But I think the one guy you didn't mention, and I think the thing that's going to interest me the most over the next 48, 72 hours, is what does Fred Van Fleet do and does his decision impact what Toronto ends up doing with OG Ananobi? Because you talk about teams being on timelines with players. Well, much like we mentioned with DeMar DeRozan and the Bulls, right? Ananobi's on an expiring contract. Pascal Siakam expiring contract. You know, the Raptors are at a crossroads here and they need to make a decision on what they want to do. And, and, can they do both of those guys? And then obviously they have the young player they really like. You know, if Van Fleet leaves, is that what they want to do? I think Ananobi is still uh, probably, if you're looking at the the quote unquote big fish. And I don't, I wouldn't put him in the category of you know the Paul Georges and Levines because he's a support player. He's not a number one option. Um, I think that's the the only even somewhat likely bigger move the Knicks would make. But, again, I think you have to be really reasonable with, with what you're willing to move him for. You know, you Barrett and a protected pick and maybe, like, the Knicks' own pick next year. Like, I'm not doing much more than that. Like, I, I just don't see how you could trade more than that for a guy that's probably right now, at best, the fourth option on a really good team. So, I think it gets difficult. I think Masai, according to all the reports I've read, that he's asking for way too much for Ananobi, much like we talked about Eugene. Exactly, so I'm not sure that's going to work. But OG to Jordan. me, that the whole Raptors thing is weird, and how yeah. that what happens with Van Fleet and how that impacts the way they're operating, I think is kind of really fascinating to watch.
1: Um, by the way, the first big deal: Draymond four years, hundred million with a yep. player option back to Golden wow. State. Um, I still like. I look. I can't. I that, you know, I know we talked about the Kings thing, and I'm fine. Like, if this is their pivot. Uh, you know where they bring back Barnes and maybe they use the other remaining space in different ways. Add a little depth. I, don't, I like the Duarte move. It's a it's a nice little flyer for them. Yeah, I get all that. Um, but man, like I I think it's so wild. Like when the Knicks did that last summer, they knew they were they knew what they were doing it for, right? Like they knew exactly what they were getting. They got, they were going to get Jalen Brunson. I'm sure they knew they were going to get Isaiah Hardenstein too, CAA guy and everything. Like it feels like the Kings did it with an idea of what they were going to get, but no. Certainty
2: and I just think that's wild. So why they're the Kings, right? <laughs> <laughs> I, you know, I think you know to, to move money just to you know bring back your own guys and renegotiate somebody's contract and you lose a pick over that for a team that's still pretty young. Yeah, I'm with you. I, I was not a huge fan of that.
1: Uh this is from Alex Golden, NBA. He has ten point two K followers. I think he's a Pacers guy. Per source, Pacers are signing Bruce Brown. Uh with no numbers, no details, just that they're signing him which doesn't surprise me at all. Um I like that fit for them. I think I do wonder though like they they're paying so I looked at like, TJ McConnell. I wonder if like, it's
0: going to be the 20 million that I saw reported earlier, which is yeah, I, kind of was wild. It, was it and, and by the way, it?
2: on the, on on the Kings, Chris Haynes just reported that they're bringing back uh, Trey Lyles too. So, mm. no. how much is Clutch paying for all this uh Early drop news here, um,
1: <laughs> but but no, I I think um, like with the Pacers, like T.J. McConnell is making eight point seven million this year. I can totally see that being a guy that gets moved also, because why? Wh- if you have Bruce Brown, you obviously have Halliburton. You really need to do that. Uh, Karis Levert, by the way, back to Cleveland, two years, thirty-two million. CAA, let's go, let's go, CAA, we're going. Um, yeah, no, I think. That's, well, I guess we'll see how that goes. I'm waiting for the, uh, you know, we're waiting for the DiVincenzo drop here.
2: Right, and by the way, Schwinn, the other thing too with DiVincenzo, talking about the minutes, look, this is an asset that if you're the Knicks, you want to use, right? Because even if mm-hmm. DiVincenzo is a guy that, you know, maybe doesn't play as much as you like, he's still a trade asset on a very tradable yeah. contract. So it's just one of those things where you want to use those assets, get them in-house, and then you can figure out what to do with them later.
0: Yeah, Suns like- got Drew Eubanks, yeah, go by the way. Oh, so that's yes. why they let that's why they let um, Jock Landale go, which I think is a pretty good upgrade for them.
1: Is I honestly would
2: be lying if I told you I knew in the, anything about Drew Eubanks. Yeah, I don't either. So yeah, <laughs> uh, Kobe. Sam, White, do you want to Kobe White back to the Bulls? Three years, thirty-three million. Oh, yeah, Fisher, you know, loving it back, back, baby. All in yeah. for the eight seed. <laughs> Who wants to ride that screen, baby? let so,
1: Fisher had that at three thirty, so he got a little, got a little bump there. So oh, did thing. he? I didn't see yeah. that. Um, no, I, I like the. I think with with the Knicks, like. DiVincenzo, is he, obviously he's not like, it's not like we woke up and we're like, oh man, like if we can get DiVincenzo, that could really put us over the top. No, (laughs) but I do think like, I think he's a fun player. Um, I think that he can, you know, he can give us, he fits nicely with IQ and heart off the bench. Like I really like how those guys play, the idea of how they will play together. One thing I really like about DiVincenzo um he has played, if you look at his career, right? So he's played with basically all Milwaukee and um, and Golden State last year. He had that little cup of coffee in Sacramento. Those are teams that play really fast. And I think we know the Knicks have this tendency of, like, getting bogged down. And I think with the Knicks, like, we always talk about, oh, well, OB gives them something. But OB wasn't able to drive that because he's leaking out, right? So he's still dependent on some, someone to get him the ball. I wonder if DiVincenzo is somebody that, like, they like, he's a strong rebounder. So, you know, he can get that ball and then he can just go up the floor. Um, I wonder if that's just something where it's like they want more of these guys that can grab and go. Um, by the way, Kuzma. Kuzma
0: for
2: 102. To where? Back. Back. Washington. Oh, wow. Ah, so the value of the Knicks protected Wizards pick just got a little bit better. Let's go, baby. Washington yeah. not tanking. How about Torrey that? Torian
0: Prince to the Lakers.
2: <laughs> yeah. That's that's a good signing, actually. Like, oh, and by yeah, the way, I wonder if Kuzma looked around and saw all the cap space getting eaten up, and he's like, "Oh boy, I, I better get paid somewhere." If that's Washington, lock in. Get a, get a hundred million dollars. <laughs>
1: I'm good with that. If I'm him, I'm happy with that. If I'm like, if anybody wants to give me 102 million dollars over four years, just let me know. I <laughs> will take that. <laughs> um, no, I, I think yeah. Like the the DiVincenzo thing is it, this is not about being ecstatic if it happens. It's just like. No, it's like, a good, solid move. Yeah.
2: That's all it is. It's fine.
1: Yeah, just just keep hitting singles until you can fucking hit the home run. Um, and right now, like, like I mean, I've talked about this, and I'm curious to get, like, there's no point in being upset about they didn't get this guy or they didn't make a big swing until we see a big swing come off the board that it would have made sense for the Knicks to take. Like, James Harden would be a big swing. Does Does anybody actually want – do you want James Harden, John? Yeah.
2: No, and and, look, and, and and I'm somebody that does feel in this <sighs> next two year window it is important to make a move here. Well you have Brunson on a good salary, Randall on a good salary, quickly haven't paid him yet. I do think it's important to try to, you know, make some type of jump, even if it's not a you know, compete for a title jump in the next two years, but to make some type of mm-hmm. to jump in terms of the quality of team. But look, you don't make a trade for the sake of making a trade. You only make good trades. You don't make bad trades, and Harden would be a bad trade and he just doesn't fit with Brunson to me, the defensive issues of those two players. You know, Harden, even though he didn't shoot with Philly last year, he still had the ball in his hands all the time. And, you know, no, no. And, look, you're right. You just have to wait. You you can't hit that home run on a pitch that's over your head or a pitch that's a foot outside. You have to wait for the pitcher to give you a pitch you can hit for a home run. Otherwise, you're going to strike out. Uh, Woj has the Kobe White thing as 340000000
1: million. I'm assuming there's a difference between – I, I, I mean, look, the, we'll, we'll see what happens. We it's get probably this.
2: incentives, dude. That's what it's yeah. got to be.
1: Yeah. These I, impossible
0: incentives. Like, he's got to win, like, six-man-of-the-year or some shit.
2: Oh, DeAndre Jordan back to the Nuggets. Re- Big, Big piece. Big piece of the core back. Uh, <laughs> got, he gave them real
1: – it was so funny, though. He came into that Game 5, and I was like, "This is this is, like, the moment that he's going to randomly put together, like – five good possessions and he fucking did like he really did it he just put together five good possessions like wow amazing
0: uh, you gotta i gotta retain to... some of that championship core you
2: know Bruce brown is leaving <laughs> that was everything he had left by the way jordan that that that, that is all he had for the whole year <laughs> i, I think it. this is five possessions
1: yeah. <laughs> yeah he left it all out there literally yeah. <laughs> um no look this is the, we, we have to talk about this because i think it's only fair like i do think the knicks have the front office has gotten a lot of credit from a lot of segments of Knicks fans deservedly um but i think it's Warren saying like obi Toppin, if he does get moved it's not going to be for a great deal he was the eighth overall pick right he was the highest draft pick they've had they obviously didn't maximize that asset um i guess like where where do you fall on this because we were talking about this in our discord today and like there are people talking about we should have traded him sooner for an asset and i get that like we clearly could have gotten a better asset if you traded him sooner I just think it's. I don't know where I fall on it because logically that makes sense to me, but I'm also like, okay, you're not going to trade him after his rookie year just because you're not going to do that. You're not going to trade him after the second year because we watched Randall disintegrate. He's Randall was trash. Yeah, yeah, he was terrible. And then this year, it's like I get why the art. Like to maximize the asset, yes, you trade him at the trade deadline. But you were like, you had an idea of what a nine-man rotation you were going to run. Is he was part of that is that something you felt comfortable disrupting just to maximize the asset? And, like, I don't know where I fall on that. I do think it's fair to, to criticize the front office, but I'm just kind of wondering, like, I, I, I like I don't want to sound like I'm fucking excusing everything they have done. I just feel like I don't know what exactly the pivot would have been for them. And the only no, pivot that no, would have I mean, made like, a sense simple. is trade Randall at some point, but it just, I don't know, it, it's a tough one.
2: The original sin was drafting to begin with. I mean, you don't draft a 24-year-old power forward that can't create his own shot with the top 10 pick. I mean, you just don't do that. I mean, that's that—that's what the original sin was. And I, look, I think there was a fair share of us that did not like that pick at the time, um, because you don't draft 6 eight, 24-year-old power forwards that don't create their own shot well with the. Well, eighth overall pick, right? They'll be eight. to be fair. You were consistent on that, like when it happened. Yeah, look, I, I'm just not in favor of, of 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 picking bigs unless you know you're getting you know Victor or something like that, or you know that that early when you have other guards on the board that can that can do better. And look, I think once you had him, and then Julius turned into what Julius turned into. I think that's circumstance. I mean, it's circumstance, and you can't. And it was a good circumstance. I mean, hell, you know, player that developed into a two-time All NBA player. I mean, I don't I don't see how people can be upset about that. And it happens. Look, that that that's sports. You know, you can't plan everything perfectly. Things happen that are unexpected. I don't I'm with you, Schwinn. I don't I don't think you should be mad at the front office for not pivoting earlier. I think you're mad at the front office for making the pick to begin with.
0: Suns seem to be filling out their depth now. They got Akogi and Kieda Bates Diop. So is that,
2: oh, that's the
1: that's the Phoenix. Gotcha. Yeah. Yeah. I saw somebody like say it's sad what's happening in Detroit and they quoted that tweet and I was like, wait, is that? That makes no sense. Um, yeah, look, I, I don't... The Brooklyn thing is pretty interesting to me in terms of, like, I don't really know what... I, I know what they want to do. I they, know they like Cam to. Johnson, I guess, huh? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they're going to pay Cam Johnson, that's for sure. Um, but, like, if the plan is the plan just, like, wait for Lillard and hope Lillard wants to, to come to Brooklyn? I don't know. It's just a weird scenario. And I just... I, I, I thought, like, I don't know. The, all the reporting on the draft was they wouldn't even consider trading um, Bridges for, like, Simons and the third pick. And I'm like, why? Like, why would you not consider that? I feel like... Didn't they also
0: decline, like, a bunch of, like, first-round picks for, like, either, like, Dorian Finney-Smith or Mikhail Bridges at the deadline or some shit like that?
1: Yeah, apparently they declined two for Finney-Smith and four for Bridges, which was from Memphis. I Look, I, I don't know where I fall on this because I find it hard to believe that nobody... It's hard to believe teams didn't have an idea of the CBA that was being negotiated because that makes no fucking sense. And if you kind of knew that it was going to be a more restrictive CBA, like the opportunity to clean out teams of their control of their future effectively feels like a really good opportunity that they maybe passed because they wanted to use Bridges as kind of like the poster boy of, okay, we're back to doing the Sean Marks-like we're steady. We only draft good people and kumbaya all around. Like the
0: good it, vibes of the DLo days and stuff yeah. like that. Well, I don't know. Well, you don't have
2: that. a question for both of you guys. How many first round picks? If look, we all know the Nets would never trade Michael Bridges to the Knicks, right? But we're talking a theoretical mm. year. If you're the Knicks and the Nets said, you know, make us an offer. How many are, of their own and protected first round picks take players out of it? Just pick package. Let's say you're throwing them Fournier and you know some something else like Obi, OB. whatever. Yeah, and How many of your own Nick picks are you willing to move for Michael Burgess?
1: (sighs) I'm lower on him than most people. not because I don't think he's good, but I just wonder. She hates him. (laughs) Yeah, I do. I do like slandering him. It is very fun. Um, It's fun calling him mid-cal. It's it's all great time. Um, But, like, my thinking is I don't know if your third guy is him and I don't trust him to create his own shot in, you know, playoff. eastern conference finals final series shit he fair that's fair i agree that's fair i i don't i wouldn't i would probably do like two max like i just don't feel comfortable gambling on him maybe if we had like i love brunson obviously we all love brunson i don't love randall as much as the front office probably loves randall but like if those are your top two guys and your third guy is bridges i don't know i feel comfortable giving up Three, four. No, I agree. And
2: I I think that's the thing. You're almost saying, all right, well, Randall is our number two then. Like, and you're almost committing to that, right? Because how are you going to get that other guy to replace Randall? So I'm with you. I don't know if you could go to three guys. Now, if they already had that, you know, number two offensive player in hand, and then you make the pick for Bridges as your, I mean, he's the perfect three, right? I don't think you can create. A better third banana on a team with two high scoring stars than Michael Bridges. I mean, he's perfect. He's absolutely perfect to play that role. But I'm with you. I don't think you can do the house for him because he's just not a 1A, 1B, even number two option. Yeah. Like, I think, I mean, not that they can do this, but if you're the Nuggets, right, you'd be like,
1: yeah, we'll fucking do it because he'd be great. Michael there, Porter yeah.
2: Jr. and whatever you want.
1: Yeah. Right. Yeah, You <laughs> right? Know, like, and you have, the thing is, you like, when you have that level of player like Nikola Jokic, yeah. you're, you're like, okay, I have Jokic, I have Murray. All I need is a third guy that is giving me plus defense. We know Mikhail Bridges does that, and a guy that can knock down shots and play off of their gravity. We know he can do that. And it's if like you people have Amar Gorin at the three and the four. That is
2: nasty. Yeah. That is yeah. nasty.
1: So like I mean, those those are the, the ones for um for it. uh this is a good question. Is it useful somehow for Phoenix to fill out the roster fast in order to potentially trade eight and Kyrie or something? My understanding of this is there is almost no way for them to sign to get Kyrie because Correct. they would have to get him in a sign and trade. They'd have to deal out eight in which they can do. That's fine. But that would hard cap them at $172 million And good luck figuring out how to make that work while you fill out the rest of your roster. I think there's some like very convoluted path to making it happen, but it involves Kyrie taking like less money than he definitely wants and all this type of shit. I, I don't know. I, I, it's possible. I just don't – I I don't see
2: it. All that is that. is Kyrie using Phoenix to try to get a bigger contract over from Dallas. That yes. the, that That's all that is, which is fine. I would do that too if I were Kyrie, but it's, it's not happening.
1: Yeah, I mean, I think he has a meeting scheduled with Houston, which, okay. Sure.
0: Perfect vet for that locker room. <laughs> I
2: was going to say, like, if you have a young team. That's the guy you want in there to mentor your guys? Jeez. <laughs>
0: My goodness. Oh, man. But yeah, that was a good question because like Phoenix seems to be like getting out these deals like really quickly. Like they just signed like four or five guys and two of them are guys that they already had. But it is interesting to see how fast they already filled up the depth that they lost.
2: Um oh, wow. Two what year forty five
0: million for ah, Bruce Brown to the Pacers. Wow. That's
2: a big number. That is a big number for a guy that's not
1: a great shooter. Yeah, it was funny when uh Ian Ian had that tweet today. He was like, Oh, the Knicks, he has meeting scheduled with these teams. And I was like, he has no fucking meeting scheduled. Like he has none. He's gonna somebody
2: is offering him shit. Yeah, and, and you know by him, the way, good for him. He hasn't yeah. gotten paid yet. Yeah. Good, 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 for he just got a title and now he's getting paid. I mean, who's having a better last you know, three weeks than that guy? Good for him.
1: Yeah, and I I mean the other thing too is like the I thought it was weird when not weird, but I didn't really like I get it. Like, I get they wanted him to come back, but I didn't really like the kind of public negotiating. Announcing. Yeah, of like... It, like that never goes well, like. taking Yeah, money, and right? it's just yeah, like, and like, cool. like, I'd understand, like, I'd maybe understand that more, like, if they hadn't won a championship or if this is a guy who's been paid in his career. And I'm like, he's, like, you won the fucking championship, so this is not like an unfinished business type thing. Yeah. Yeah. And he hasn't, like you said, he hasn't made any money like, relative to NBA players. He's made no money in his career. Let him, this is, this is cash out time. This is like, this is like when Fred Van Lee like he, he would not have stayed in in, in Toronto. They had already won a championship and he, he was not going to stay in Toronto unless they paid him and they paid him. He's like, okay, fine. I'll fucking stay. But it's cash out time for these guys. Th- this is like the, the, this is the Brooke Lopez thing where I don't know if he's going to stay. I mean, I think he's going to stay. We'll see. That seems to be the, uh, the kind of idea here. Um, but like if he just left to Houston to get a bag, good for him. He's 35, 36 years old. He's won a championship. He's not chasing anything. There's nothing for him to chase. Like, he's time to, time to take that back and,
2: and roll out. By the way, I'm, I'm going to put on my uh, professional broadcaster producer hat. <laughs> ESPN at 6 o'clock goes to Sports Center, and they're doing an interview about NFL free agency right now. Are you <laughs>
0: freaking kidding me? What are you doing? They have no what are you doing? awareness at all. No, like that's zero
2: awareness. Like, who's the like? What's who's the programmer making that? It's probably the same guy that decided they wanted to fire Jeff Van Gundy. You know what I mean? What are you What are you doing? Oh my God! I mean, no, anyway, go ahead. I'm sorry. I just saw that. I couldn't believe what I was. No, saying. no. I did. Is there an
1: update on uh, Saquon and his negotiations with the Giants? That they want to uh, not enough? as far
2: as I, I haven't been in the office <laughs> for a couple of days, so I know nothing. Oh, and, and and frankly, I'm on vacation now until the 17th, so that's <laughs> past the deadline. I think. So by the time I'm back in the building, well, I'll know something. Um
1: yeah, dude, this Bruce Brown contract is blowing my mind. Yeah.
2: It you almost, know what though got the at same Indiana the things, last they year. don't have the money to sign. No one else is coming there. You know, two years. It doesn't kill them cap wise. You know, they wanted to make sure they got the guy they wanted. And look, he's 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 a good support player, but that's that that that's a little rich. Yeah, I mean,
1: I think the the big thing, it seems Sometimes, they they clearly paid a premium to keep this two years that's what it looks 100%
2: like. it's the same thing that the rockets are trying to do with van fleet right they're trying to oh, give him the monster you know my... two, like, super 80 or whatever they're talking about for him yeah i owe oh, my fucking
1: Whoa! jeremy grant back to portland <laughs> 5 years 160
2: million dollars <laughs> That is what?
1: fucking crazy.
2: God, That's they, crazy. dude, they, they, they just need to accept oh that they're God. not winning a championship with Daniel. What like. is the they point of this team? Just, oh ju- just accept it. And look, I, look, I, uh... <laughs> boy, that, I'll tell you what, that Julius Randle contract looks better every freaking day, man. Oh like, my gosh. Like, looks better every day. <laughs> yeah.
1: That's why, look, like Playoff I said, all, all of last summer, <laughs> you can't trade Randle at his lowest value.
2: No. <laughs> That was my stance. Oh, oh yeah. I mean, yeah. You, you always wanted to keep him, man. You, you know, inside, you believed in, in Julius, your guy. I was just trying million? to motivate oh,
1: him. Oh, my gosh. Julius be... and Tibbs,
2: you know, those are the two guys that you knew would lead the Knicks of the promised land. You're all no, over I mean,
1: it. Like, the Tibbs thing, Tibbs is so weird
2: to me because there are things he does that I, like, like, I do think he's good at development. I don't even know how you can deny that at this point. No, I mean, you can't. Yeah. No, look, look, look. Here, here's the thing with Tims and, and I don't want to take us off on a subject. Look, he's he has problems as a coach. Like, he's not perfect. there. And you, you saw it. Like, Spolster's a better coach than him. But I thought about it the other day, and I went through the NBA teams. I don't know if I can find 10 coaches I'd rather have than him that's currently coaching an NBA team. Like, there's a lot of NBA head coaches right now where you're like, okay, sure. <laughs> but, you know, maybe not top 10, but at very least, top half some like, some the devil you know type of exactly thing exactly no yeah i mean look you know that he's 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 competent like he's like he's he's going to get your guys to play really hard anyway base go ahead. level
1: yeah oh my
2: yeah gosh. i oh, that's a big Jeremy crank that's a huge number <laughs> i that's i, so I you no know,
1: i was we were talking about this back months ago Ooh. in our discord about this and i was like i think somebody's going to pay him like a lot like i
2: just i just
1: think he's going to get a huge deal and, and oh, wow. Movies. how about
2: this? By the way, Chris Haynes just reported k p two year sixty million dollar extension. Mm. That's not that's bad. very reasonable. yeah, that's yeah. actually his max
1: was his max extension I think was two seventy seven so that's a good number for Boston. that is a
2: good job by the Celtics right there. That's a good deal. Yeah, um fuck them.
1: Hopefully uh <laughs> hopefully nothing good happens for them out of this. They don't deserve it. Uh, I imagine they're going to extend Jalen Brown too. I I'd be very surprised if they don't. Yeah, they they I mean with that number you probably do. I I just I don't think they're done. Like I still feel like there's something coming from them. The, the, you cannot go into the season with your guard play being just Brogdon who you can't depend on and who you tried to fucking trade. The Brogdon the
2: injury thing is a problem.
1: Yeah. And you tried to trade him. Like you can't just be like, "Hey, by the way, we were joking." That was was (laughs) Um, like, like he's and he's not like a. They don't. They still don't have a guy that at the end of the games, you're thinking he. You can trust him with the ball, and like this has been their problem really now for three, four years. Right? Is like they don't never found a point guard to kind of make it happen for them. Kemba was cooked by the end of his first year. Uh, Marcus Smart good not good enough I think to demand to get the ball out of Jalen Brown or Jason Tatum's hands or to really run an offense at the end of games. Kyrie off the deep end. Uh Isaiah Thomas too small. Like it's it's a tough Red spot hips. for them. I, I just I don't know. I it's it's like the logical thing is to to re sign Brown, like KP I get you won the they won that trade on talent. There's no question. Talent and picks. Right? And picks. The, yeah. yeah. Like they won that trade and I still come out of it and I'm like I still feel like your biggest issue is still here. Like, like you still don't have that. And I, I know that KP spaces the floor for you in a way that, you know, Al Horford can take as many threes as he fucking wants out there. Like nobody's rotating out them. Like they will rotate out to Chris It still feels a little bit short. I don't know though. The East is, the East is weird. My, like, you know, Miami came out of it. Boston was obviously the motor more talented roster. Holy shit. Max Cruz four years, 64 million to Cleveland.
2: So that's a signing trade. Sixteen a year—that is a way well, well above the full MLA.
1: Yeah. Uh, well, that's Evan Massey, though. So we'll 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 wait on that one. Evan Massey yeah. not exactly the most uh... reliable source. Yeah. That that guy started doing football tweets last year, and I was just like, "What are you doing? Like, you don't know anything about football.
2: Like, there's I no really way." Know anything
0: about basketball,
2: <laughs> dude? How about this, Jake Fisher? One reason Jeremy Grant didn't extend prior to free agency is that he wanted the additional fifth year which had another $30 million cheese. Yeah. Because I think the report was they had
1: they he had a max extension available to him of like 4 120 or something. And they offered it, and he didn't take it. And he played it out until free agency. And, I mean, he this is the problem when you trade. This is kind of why I'm worried. You mentioned OG Ananobi. This is why I worry about trading for somebody like OG Ananobi, right? Yeah. Because when you trade for that guy, you are, you are obligated to keep it. We can sit here and be like, is it sunk
2: cost and blah, blah, blah. Go tell your owner it's a sunk cost. No, no, it's not. Yeah. And look at Well, this is, this is another good hypothetical. This is fun, right? What would you be willing to pay OJ Ananobi?
1: What? Grant got 5160 one sixty? That's clearly what he's going to be angling for. Um, I mean, I, I would, think
2: he has to make more than RJ, right? But they see that this
1: is the weird thing with the Knicks' salary structure is like, And I kind of like where they're at with it, where so do I? they keep getting these little like it's like maybe it's negotiating, but they keep getting these little wins with every guy. Right. Like Brunson took the descending contract. Randall extended as soon as he could. And we consider debate like, well, did he do it because that he just didn't trust himself or whatever? But that was definitely less money than he potentially could have gotten if he had hit the free agent market the summer after. Uh, Turns out he probably would have gotten less money Um, like (laughs) RJ. RJ, look. Like people are talking about this quickly thing. Oh, he definitely wants four one hundred and he's not gonna take any less and blah blah blah. And I'm like, if you I did this yesterday, if you go back and look at all the RJ reporting around the same time last year, it was all like RJ wants the max. He's insisting on the max. He's not going to take less than the max. He took a fuck ton less than the max. Yeah. He took a lot less than the max. He took four one oh seven. And by the way,
2: I, and, and I don't think RJ has a bad contract. I think no. his I think his contract is is probably neutral, right? I don't yeah, think it's a bad yeah. contract. I don't think it's I think it's probably neutral. And I think Quickly's going to wind up right in that same area, to be quite yeah, honest. And I, I think they're going to extend him.
1: I think like this is this is negotiating. Like he's not just going to come in and be like, "Hey guys, I just want to make what I'm worth." Like just give me a fair contract and I like that's not how it works. Like he's, you know what I mean. Like he's not. And and the Knicks aren't just going to be like, okay, whatever you want, Chief. Like no, <laughs> he's not a fucking. He's not a max player. They don't like the
2: only guy that they would just give a no brainer max to right now is Brunson on the team. On the team. And look, and, and I don't think it's out of the question that he hits restricted for agency and then you it's match. Not. Like it, I think that's very possible. I think I think those kind of mid level guys are the toughest ones to extend a lot of the times. To be honest with you, finding that kind of happy medium.
1: Yeah, no, and, and but, like, I kind of, like, they, they get a lot of criticism, and I think it's somewhat deserved, is, like, they depend a lot on, like, family and all that type of shit, right? Like, oh, Julius is our guy, Brunson's our guy, OB, CA, like, I get that, but I think because of that, they're able to get these little wins. Like, Josh Hart opting in is a fucking win. It's like, a win. It's, it's a, win. a win. And, like, he does that. Why does he do that? Because he trusts and probably knows, and they've negotiated, like, look. You opt in, give us a little flexibility. We will make you whole. We will give you the number you ultimately want on the back end of this when we extend you. Don't
2: All worry right, so about it. I want to go back to my hypothetical. How much you want to give OGM and Obi? Like let's say you trade for him today and you I'm just having you sit down and do an extension with him. What's your offer?
1: Four one ten.
0: Damn, I was literally about to say the same thing. That's crazy. I, I know, just thought
1: that's what seven and a
2: half thought... a year. Yeah, and the thing is, I would do that because if you here's the beauty of it, it would actually be four one ten. You announce it as four for one twenty five because there's like some crazy incentives incentives that he's never going to reach. And and the thing that worries me with OG
1: isn't like is he worth the contract in the fold?
2: Um,
1: It is it is worth it. Like his contract is worth he's when he's on the floor, he's worth that money. He's not on the floor a lot. No, he only he
2: played less than fifty games two straight years. No, I think he's hurt. played
1: less than Porzingis the last two years, and we all acknowledge that Porzingis is a health risk. Like, I don't know, like the OG thing. And look, people forget this. He tore out. He tore his Achilles in college too. Like he's been injury. Like he's been injury prone. He's had injury issues.
2: If you remember the year they won the championship,
1: he missed the entire the back half of the season. Yeah, yeah. He, was, he didn't miss. He missed the playoffs. Okay, so like, better
2: one then. Let's say you don't get out of how do you feel about training for Tobias Harris? I like Tobias. I'm wow. a Tobias fan. I would
1: like Tobias Harris on the Knicks. I'll How it. would
2: you feel about RJ and Fournier?
1: I would feel like if the Sixers kicked in a pick, I would be interested. And Second round or first round? I would need a first rounder because mm-hmm. I am giving them the younger player who's locked in on a pretty nice contract like we just talked about. Now, you know also he- are,
2: you're saving about $7 million on that deal, too, by the way.
1: Yes, yeah, you are. Um, but I, what I'm more, I, I would need to see what are the cap savings of like, like I don't fully understand the cap yet. Like a old cap, I could have done the math in my head and been like, yeah, yeah, th- great. This cap, I'm like, I, I, don't know what. Okay, if I know that Tobias expiring, let's say I can keep him at like the Harrison Barnes deal, three fifty-four million, right? If I keep it three fifty-four, what does that do for me? like what does that open up right. for me in terms of flexibility does that open up the mid-level exception how far am I from the aprons I don't know all of that so it's hard for me to say I'll just but I I would be, I would at least listen to that like I think and by the way it also opens
2: that. up freedom to trade Randall down the road because he can slide into your power forward spot
1: right it, it gives you like if you want to use Randall to get a wing a star wing or something like yep. that mm-hmm. now now you're you're in a position there and but, Harris
2: is only 31 he's not crazy old either he's not and he's still he's, like he's never, been in the league forever he, I know I was surprised when I saw that too I think he turns 31 in like a week or something like that. Wow. And he never misses games. He never misses games. He can shoot. He can play defense. He's a good, he's a good dude by all accounts. And I mean, look, I don't know how the, and that's one of the reasons I asked um, Yossi when he came on about the Sixers and what they're looking to do. Like, are they hoping to just let Harris walk at the end of next year to replace that salary with somebody else? Do they want to turn him into something? I think that's another, what Toronto and Philly does in the next couple weeks could really impact the Knicks in a lot of different ways.
1: Yeah, um I'm Philly's Philly's got a lot of balls up in the air right now, so they'll <laughs> see what ends up with them there. Absolutely. Should you have anything else
2: when we before I have to go cook uh, cook some
1: dinner for the kids? Um no. Uh plug anything you want and uh tell us why the Giants are gonna win twelve games this year for all the Giants fans in here.
2: Woo-hoo! Well look, I think the Giants are gonna be better. I think they're a more talented team, but their schedule is a lot tougher and that's the problem. <laughs> Uh, Last year, they they got got to play the AFC South last year. This year, they play the AFC East. It's a little bit tougher, (laughs) a little bit tougher. And by the way, and that's for the whole division. Last year, the Mm. NFC East, I think, went 14-2 against the AFC South. So you want to know why all those teams won all those games? It's because they went 14-2 against the AFC South. Um, But look, check it out if you're a Giant fan. um, Take a break from the Knicks in a little bit. We got a bunch of stuff coming up on Giants.com. We got a bunch of Giant Huddle podcasts going up. I did basically interviews with every giant player that sees the field, and it's going up position by position every other day over the next few weeks. So go check that out. Uh, Big Blue Kickoffs, our daily show. We're taking a break from that. We're on vacation, which we need before we start grinding again in the, for training camp. So go check it out. Giants.com, the Giants app, and uh, enjoy next for agency. Hopefully, they don't mess anything up.
1: Awesome, John. Thank you so much for coming on. Appreciate your time. Thank you, boys. I appreciate it. Always fun. See you, John. Um. All right, a lot of people are uh, very upset about Tobias Harris' talk. I'm sorry. <laughs> I don't really know what you want me to say. Uh, Javon Carter to, to the Bulls. Bulls. Three years, $20 million. Bulls I Bulls really trying if, to run it back for this eighth seed. I wonder if that means that... Um, Pat Bev is gone? Not Bev. I mean, Bev, I think, is gone anyway, but uh, Desunmu. Because they've got to be pretty close to the... I think the one, 165, right, is their number. That's the the hard cap for them. It looks like they they wanted to... It looks like they use a the mid-level to keep Kobe. Actually, no, they would use cap space. They don't need to use mid-level for that. Um, either way, I don't know. That's interesting. I like Javon Gardner. He's a good player, actually. Um, he's definitely better than fucking Nisumbo. So uh, if they want to move on from Io, this would be the time. Maybe they have a sign-in trade for him, get some assets for him.
0: Um yeah I mean it's interesting I mean they're just trying to get I, I guess as much guard depth as possible since they know like Lonzo is just like sunk cost at this point sadly.
1: Yes, yes it's true. Um we are waiting James is stuck in a meeting unfortunately. Uh so we're waiting on his arrival and I am wondering where Alex is. Alex hasn't responded yet. He said he gave me a salute sign so he should be in here at some point. Um yeah, these steals are interesting. I don't really understand what the Bulls are doing. I mean, it's not bad, I guess. Oh, here he is. Look at that. Speak of the devil. He shall appear.
0: In the How you done? Let's
1: go. Hey, Alex. What's up? What's up? Anything you want to plug? Uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I like the Knicks have avoided. Yes, Nemo Nemo brings up a good point. The Knicks dodging tampering penalties so far. Um, yes.
0: He says he's curious about the Suns on that respect because the Suns just seem to have, like, seven guys lined up to sign as soon as the free agency open.
4: I mean, they won't
1: do anything about it.
0: Yeah. I don't know that's the case. Just, they they only
4: care because it was the Knicks and because it was yeah. Mark Cuban. That was it.
0: Mark Cuban cried, like a little baby. Little baby.
1: You know, I just want to bring this up. I'm trading IQ for Grantland's and a sign trade just to make sure I cry. I want to bring this up because I want to make sure that you understand that the only person crying right now is you. Because we discussed a hypothetical. Um, and and I did not give the answer you responded. So that is you that is crying. And um, yes, uh, I'm not sure where Grant Williams came from. I don't know if anybody talked about him here, but that was not raised.
0: Um, uh, I, so. I think it's because Drew brought it up. And... Well, look,
1: Drew, Drew pees his pants every single time you talk about trading for RJ Barrett. So, um, look, that's I understand. Maybe you need some pampers. We will put that into the Strickland budget. Uh, Alex, make sure you put that in for the next quarter.
4: Ad- Adult size <laughs> diapers for Drew. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> All right. I'll make sure you do that.
1: And maybe we can parlay that into a sponsor, being a sponsor.
4: Yeah. What? Uh, uh depends. <laughs> uh, wait. Oh, this is this is what it could be. We could call the segment um, "It Depends," and it could be like just you like posing hypotheticals the whole time, and it should be like, "Well, we could do this, but it depends." Sponsored by Depends. <laughs> in case you shit yourself over this hypothetical. <laughs> Get like ready, this. clench, clench your sphincter. Here comes it depends.
1: This is why he's the editor in chief, folks. That's why he gets paid the big bucks around here. Yeah, uh right. so your boy Jeremy Grant got a contract. I don't know if you saw it, Alex.
4: I did see that. I love Jeremy Grant.
1: Did you see his contract?
4: Yeah, wasn't it like five one sixty? So you, I just you love the contract? Insanity. Um I would I mean five one sixty, that's a little over thirty mil a season. I mean, I think it's what Portland had to pay to keep him around. Uh it would be so funny if they just turn around
0: and trade Dame. Like
4: <laughs> Yeah. I mean, clearly I mean, they're really they're trying fine. to do the Dame thing again, you know. But I mean I, I think he's really good. I don't think he's necessarily worth more than like Julius Randle, for example, which, you know, they're they're gonna be eternally compared, I feel like, because they like broke out that same season um in twenty to twenty one. But like I think it's pretty universally agreed upon that randall is underpaid at this point so i would say that like based off the fact that you have guys making 50 60 million dollars in the nba like i think 30 million for jeremy grant is pretty good all things considered he's 20 point per game score if he's really engaged on defense he can lock the hell in i think he's really good
1: i mean i just he's 29 uh so that locks him up to 34 how do you feel about that uh He's been, yeah, like you said, he's been a 20-point scorer basically now for three years running. He is at, or less, I mean, he's been for the last five years now, he's a 38% three-point shooter. Um, only on 4.7 attempts, so eh, volume should be up. If he plays the Knicks, you know he'll get to the free-throw line 35 fucking times a night. So you've got that going for you. Um, I don't know. I I just... I don't really love locking yourself into a guy like Jeremy Graham for five years. Um, I think guys like that, you want to keep to three or four. Then again, we're probably going to lock ourselves into Josh Hart for five years. So maybe I'll probably walk that back and be like, no, this is brilliant, fucking (laughs) genius front office management from Leon. Continuity
0: matters. (laughs) You know know what's crazy?
4: I I have a friend who's um, a big NHL guy. And so he was asking me the other day, he's like, oh, NBA for agency starts this week too, right? Because, like, NHL for agency is starting. I was like, yeah, yeah, it's it's getting ready to get started. And then he was telling me because, like, like he likes the Devils. He's like, yeah, the Devils signed this guy, like, two guys to, so like, eight-year contracts. I'm like, eight years?
0: What the fuck? Yeah, those contracts like, are, like, insane <laughs> in length. Pause yeah,
4: dude. And apparently they used to be able to sign guys for, like, 15 years in the NHL or something until, like, a couple of years ago. Oh my and God. then they were <laughs> like... Yeah, then they were like, never mind, you can only do eight. Eight is the maximum. It's like, oh, only eight. Like, Jesus Christ. I told them I'm like, five years in the NBA is like forever. I'm like, the entire league turns over every two years. Like, at, at minimum. Like, it's crazy.
0: And in baseball, the contracts are pretty insane too, right?
4: Baseball, you could do like, the, it, basically there's no limit in baseball. Baseball is right? basically whatever your imagination can come up with, I think. <laughs> like, which is why you see like Bryce Harper signs like a 14-year deal or whatever. But they, but baseball, they do all these like opt outs, like half, like they'll do like a thirteen year deal with three opt outs in the middle, or sort of. You know, sort mm, of that thing. makes sense. Yeah,
0: that's not too bad, I guess. But man, the yeah, it's crazy. The amount of years is just insane because, like, we see with the NBA, the turnover, like you said, is just like every almost every year at this point now. Yeah, I mean, look at the guys yeah. like KD, Kyrie, and James Harden. They requested a trade like what three times within like the last, whatever it is.
4: Yeah, yeah. When I told my friend too, I was like. I was like, you know, that's why the NBA's free agency is the best free agency because, like, every single year there's, like, tons of shit going on. Like, there's all this stuff you never expect. Yeah, it's great. You know,
1: I will say about the Javon Carter thing, um, they had their best success a couple of years ago, obviously when Lonzo was healthy, good defender, Caruso, good defender. Uh, oh, wow. Look at this man. Hello.
3: want to hey,
1: Do your lock- you want to do your Lockdown next intro for everybody here?
4: James Never. Welcome everybody watched. to
5: Schwinny's Smelly
4: Penis. <laughs> Am I allowed to say that? Yeah, yeah, you're allowed to say that. We we can still monetize. Okay, good. Wait, who's this who's this nice looking man down there? I was expecting both Jay and Silent Bob to pop in the chat. What's going on here? What's going
5: on? You're looking good. I had to cut the hair after someone. <laughs> Uh, just gave me the most I mean, withering <laughs> c- criticism of all time i really look at this compliment
1: look at this compliment james look at Oh this. that's pretty good hey you know what a big compliment. i
5: sh- i showed i showed the uh, person who cut my hair a picture of pedro pascal <laughs> 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 so i was like make me look like this dude so uh, thank you that is honestly a massive compliment That's think like the nicest thing anyone's ever said to me so that's a good uh, counterbalance to the person who destroyed my By, soul. by the way, apparently... <laughs> the James like Silent Bob comment.
1: Apparently, like, two minutes ago, the Post, uh, they posted something about, like, Ian Begley reporting that the Knicks were going to meet with Bruce Brown, who's already agreed to a fucking deal. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to the New York
4: Post. <laughs> uh, uh, it's all been downhill since Berman left.
1: So, James, how locked in are you uh, on all these contracts flying around?
5: Oh, my God. I've been just... <laughs> Pouring over the CBA since it was released. <laughs> got my highlighters out. You <laughs> Highlighter it like the Bible?
0: Shit.
5: Yeah. I mean, that's <laughs> the reason I got that's the reason I got into basketball. Crunching numbers, <laughs> uh accounting. It's
4: uh, <laughs> by far the best part of any season. Why is Fred Katz tweeting about George's <laughs> cat-
0: Niang to the Cavs for three years? 26 million.
1: Jesus. That's gotta be a good portion of their mid-level. That's most of their mid-level. Yeah, I mean, Uh,
0: like, how do they even... Max Truss hasn't been confirmed by any real sources yet, so...
4: Loki, I kind of wanted... I wanted the Knicks to potentially go after Niang if they could have made it work. Yeah, I mean, I thought if They're getting DiVincenzo, too.
1: Well, I I thought Niang would be cool as, like... Oh, like, we'll give him the biannual exception or something. Not...
0: Three years, 26 million. Not
1: 8.5 million a year. Um,
0: well, Cleveland's desperate to just like do anything to like show Mitchell that you know, hey, we're serious about
1: improving on this team that flopped last year. Yes, uh, but I was going to say though about the Bulls though is like getting Javon Carter makes some sense if they just want to like try to be good next year because they need as many good defenders they can get. Javon Carter's a good defender. Chris is a good defender. They actually have guys down in the backcourt that can lock up next to Levine and DeRozan. It makes sense. I mean,
0: and they're bringing Andre Drummond back. Like, come on.
1: Player option, Andre Dummond. Um, Yeah, I mean, look, I'm not going to try and act like the Bulls are doing a good thing. But if you're going to do the dumb thing, I guess there's a smart way to do the dumb thing. So good for them. They figured it out. Good job. That's how James lives his life. (laughs) (laughs) Smart way to
5: do the dumb thing. (laughs) Did I just come on here to get roasted? Is that why you invited me? Yes.
1: Yes. Yep. You got it. You I certainly so what, don't
5: know anything about basketball, so that's a good use of my time. What are
1: what are your thoughts on uh on Dante DiVincenzo, James, since you've been I know you've been crutching tape looking at the numbers, studying everything.
5: Yeah, uh, who cares? That's my thought. <laughs> what does cleaning the glass have to say, James? Tell me. <laughs> uh he had a he had a couple orange squares this last season, so I feel like he's on the upswing. <laughs>
1: <laughs> that's James's like go like you know that he's Red he only brings up cleaning the glass if it strengthens his argument by the way isn't that
4: the only way to use clean the glass? if it's ninety
1: nine percentile only way to understand. use
0: all stats <laughs> yeah, yeah.
5: <laughs> support agendas that's it. No, sometimes I bring it up when I don't quite understand what I'm looking at, and then someone like stuns <laughs> me with my own numbers.
1: <laughs> no. no, see, that's bad. Actually, seventh percentile, not good. <laughs> Kyrie,
0: three years, 126 million, back to Dallas. Player option in the third year.
5: What? Give us that 12th pick next year.
1: How do you get? How does he get a player option? That's what I want to know. That was that was the one thing. They're like, all right, fine. You get to decide when you have free agency. This can't backfire.
5: There's no way. <laughs> I mean, there's what were there. their other options, right? Isn't the whole thing that like they had nothing else they could do but Kyrie? Ah, like, uh,
0: Shams is carrying water. Uh, what did he say?
5: He says Kyrie's agent, Shatelia
0: Riley Irving, will become the first Black woman to negotiate and complete an NBA contract.
1: Nice. Is that true? I that's guess so. Insane. Sad, by the way. That if that's true, that is actually fucking insane.
3: Well, uh, I mean,
1: good for her. That's awesome. That's sports but... for you. That is, that's a crazy, crazy thing to be true. Um $42 million a year for Kyrie Irving. He's earned it, let me tell you that. <laughs> you earn every penny of that contract. On the floor, in our hearts. Um.
0: <laughs> so, I mean, I saw Phoenix fans actually, like, legitimately getting hyped, like, thinking that there was somehow a possibility that they were going to get him, Um God bless their imaginations.
1: What would that roster even be? You just have four fucking guards that need the ball all the time? (laughs) Like, what? It's like the All-Star game every night? (laughs)
4: Isn't that what everybody wants?
0: giving up 170 points a night.
4: (laughs) I can't believe after all that, the Kyrie just went back to the Mavericks.
1: What did you think was going to— You thought he was really going to take that meeting with Houston?
0: Maybe. (laughs) I don't know. Lord
1: knows. You know what I wonder? Exactly I wonder
0: if they need.
4: which I mean I I think that Houston is a little more free thinking of a town than Dallas. If you know what I'm saying, uh, the it, it's yeah it's probably less likely
5: to murder a president. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so my guess on this DiVincenzo thing is, and this makes sense for him. He might just be waiting to see if somebody's left holding the bag. Like Houston hasn't signed Fred VanVleet, who was the guy they were. Apparently making some huge offer for. Her. Apparently Toronto's trying to keep Van Vliet in the mix because Masai has no fucking idea what he's doing. Um, sure? If Houston has no money to spend, what if they're just like, "We'll give you fucking two years, twenty-five million a year to come." We'll be like, oh, "Okay, great, I'll do that. Thank you, Knicks." Um, but like, I mean, that's the only reason I can imagine it would be taking this long because all the reports were that this was more or less trending in a direction. But if well, you're his wouldn't agent,
5: the Knicks be waiting. To do whatever the other move is, whether it's trading Obi or something like that before signing Dante. Like, if they can't find, is there a world where the Knicks don't find a, a trade partner for Obi that they think is like, if, if the best they can get is like pick fifty, you know, projected from like some random uh, asshole? would they just I hold on to him and and then not sign Dante DiVincenzo? because like he's not going to want to go somewhere he's not guaranteed a role, right? Like.
4: I mean what does Obi have any like are they gonna play Josh Hart at backup four minutes? Like at for extended periods of time? I just don't feel like Tib's gonna do that.
1: But but so I don't know how pro- one
5: I don't know how one affects the other.
1: What if you uh, well, I, so, so because I don't
5: know anything, I was asking in Patreon, in our Patreon Discord earlier, <laughs> I was like, What is Dante DiVincenzo's role? And like a couple people were like, Well, like Hart and RJ could play backup four if he comes over and we trade Obi. Like that was something that was thrown out there.
1: I mean, that's what I think you have to do, right, is just, like, tell him, like, listen, Um, it is wonderful that you would prefer a true four, but because you fucking have no imagination, we have to force this imagination upon you, and you will play Wings at the four this year for 13 minutes a night when Randall is not out there fucking dribbling, you know, tripping over his dick.
4: You know, I, as you were just describing that big, that, wow! <laughs> as you were just describing that, I just imagine like like Leon Rose with like a spoonful of medicine, like trying to make Tibbs take it, like a petulant child, just like tibs. Well, it would take, be like you're that. You're gonna take this small ball for You're gonna take that porn meme
5: where the the woman's holding the other woman by the ponytail and feeding her a bottle of milk. Did you know that one? <laughs> that, that, that's, yeah. that's a, really a couple of years old. Well, as the designated every man of the group, let me ask you: like, what is Dante DiVincenzo's role if they? don't trade anybody like what would he be coming here
1: uh just real quick chris middleton back to milwaukee three years 102 million um what would his role be i mean if they bring everybody back i have no idea they'll probably do the hockey shift thing that we did two years ago where tibbs is like five man rotations that's all we do and i personally would hate that i think that would suck ass um which is why i think like if they're getting DiVincenzo, we'll see obviously possible they don't. Um, if they get Vincenzo, then you have to imagine there's a, like, you Obi has to go and you have to fucking make him. I, I just don't see any other way it works. It, it makes actually no sense to me otherwise, unless they're signing him to fucking, you know, basically, I mean, you're going to consolidate otherwise. I guess that's the only other way it makes sense, but I still don't like that. I don't know. I, I just... Yeah. I don't get it unless you do that. By the way, $480 million for That's Jakub Jakub Turtle.
4: Jakob Turtle going back, going back to Toronto. Alex oh. is
1: always so happy when big guys get paid. It's so <laughs> annoying. <laughs> um. Actually,
4: I, I wouldn't have given him that contract. That's way too much money for him. Toronto is nuts.
1: Would you have done it if it did, the money didn't matter to you, though? If the money didn't matter to me,
4: like if it's not my money and I don't yeah, care about, yeah, like, oh, he's a big guy. He does if, if I don't care about having a good basketball team, then yes, in a vacuum, yes, I, I love giving big guys money.
1: Yeah, uh, he's earned it. it. He's they fucking seven it. feet tall. You know how hard life is for him. <laughs> James knows. James is super tall. People don't know this. Way, James. Extremely tall.
0: <laughs> how tall, James? Wow, Six feet 40- even. <laughs>
1: I think you're you. even. By the way,
5: I think you're gonna say six. You're 6'2", Sam. Yeah,
1: Damn. Yeah.
5: You, you well, need to get... like I don't know. You're, it's not coming across that way in the video. You need Alex to stand up. To, yeah. yeah, you need like a like a uh, what are they like a lineup? Yeah. <laughs> people, <laughs> people always say that shit to me
4: too. Like when I meet people in person, they're like wow, you're much taller than I thought. I'm like, yeah, I Alex, you were much taller than people? I
0: thought you were gonna be. when
1: I was <laughs> Yeah, Alex is actually like Alex is like six five, but he is actually. Fourteen six. He's just a gigantic <laughs> Neanderthal. You know, by the way, Cam Johnson back to the Nets. Four years, four, hundred one hundred million.
0: One hundred eight. You know, so it's like that about note. that amount that they traded Joe Harris for that. Get that space, right?
1: Yeah. Yeah, I mean that Cam Johnson contract is. You it's know, if, if he was, if he was like four inches taller, though, he would have earned it. Yeah.
4: <laughs> no, I don't. I don't think. Yeah, that's that's a bit much for a guy of his height.
1: If you ask me.
5: Um, Let's I mean, who can he even shoot I'm over realistically? Glass. See if he's worth it.
1: <laughs> uh, Nick Firdell laid off. By the way, if anybody cares. Bye. Have that you guys block. talked about
4: JVG yet? We're not. Oh, J- Jake Andrews not. says he's six foot, and everyone thinks he's five nine. And everyone has to pull out the tape measure. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, I, I have the same like, problem. I feel like I always look like Andre the Giant. I was at my wife's like. Cousin's wedding over the weekend, and her family's all like on the short side, and in all the pictures I look fucking enormous. I'm like, dude, that's like a freaking nature. It's like you're standing with
1: kids. <laughs> yeah, dude.
4: Like especially, I was standing next to her one cousin, and I was on the end, so I was like sort of a little closer than everybody else in the picture too. I'm like, fuck, dude, I look huge.
1: <laughs> that that's what it's like when I hang out with like Alex and Matt yeah. and Zach, yeah. surrounded by like these fucking goons. <laughs> <laughs>
4: Yeah, we have the tallest, tallest Knicks podcast is our version of
1: Knicks Mailbag, I think. Yeah, no, it definitely is is a big group. Um, Yeah, I, I the JVG thing, I, is it, it just seems pretty obvious, right? They're getting rid of established talent other than Stephen A. Smith to bring in younger people. They probably pay less. That's exactly it.
4: And yeah. I mean, they'll bullshit and say that, like, oh, we can't afford them anymore. It's like I'm obviously going top gonna... heavy. Yeah, you can obviously afford them. You just don't want to anymore. Just say it. <laughs> like, <it's, laughs> don't we don't feel like you they haven't announced place, have it? No, but they there was speculation. I mean, JVG, you know, it'll probably be like, well, no. Well, my guess still be JJ Reddick, but it maybe could be Doris Burke. They said maybe Richard Jefferson. I'm like, oh my God, uh, if you hate yourself, make it Richard Jefferson. Like, if you want to like Dick like, Jefferson. Yeah, if you want to make everybody's fucking ears bleed. Every time that you have a primetime premium game, make it Richard Jefferson.
0: Fucking asshole. Damn, that, that shit just doesn't even feel right. Like, no, Mike Breen with no JVG and
4: yeah. Mark Jackson. That's,
1: that's wild. Can you? A Breen might. I mean, I'm praying for Breen. That's what I'll say.
4: You know who else is praying for Breen? Mark Jackson.
1: <laughs> <laughs> He's praying Don't, for everybody, too. Yeah. That back, back and forth is going to be so stupid. Oh, my God. <laughs> Mama, there goes that man. It's the fucking pregame, Mark. What are you talking about? (laughs) Uh, Yeah, no, look, we need to bring JVG to home, bring him to MSG. Him and Dolan can squash their beef, whatever their beef is. Can you imagine
4: that would be the biggest fucking coup? Like, if they're like, okay, Clyde is finally starting to wind down. Let's just bring in fucking JVG and then transition from Clyde to JVG as the full-time. Instead of fucking
0: Wally Zerbiak.
4: Yeah. Oh my God. That would be that would be like the the greatest free agent acquisition in Knicks history, right above Jalen Brunson. If they <laughs> did that, that would be such a reprieve from having to live with Wally Serbiak. In
1: the Yo, future. this is fucking wild. Uh, Milwaukee. Okay, this is just Milwaukee. Um, <clears throat> one hundred. They have one hundred forty-seven million right now projected salary, eighteen million below the luxury tax, with eight open roster spots. <laughs> they have the twelve-point. $4 million non-tax mid level or $5 million tax mid level is dependent on the future of Brooke Lopez. Um, the tax starts at $172. I am very fucking I don't know. Like Houston can make things very uncomfortable for them. That's for sure.
4: Yeah. Oh well, all right, wait.
1: So how much money do they have before the tax? The tax is at $172. Uh, but if they they can't, I mean, they were not going to be able to use the full mid level because that'll hard cap them at one seventy two, and they have mm-hmm. eight open roster spots, so that makes no sense. Mm-hmm. Um, I would imagine if they like if they go twenty million for him, I just don't know how they do this. Like, I really don't. I, the the tax like once you use the so that if they use the tax mid level or the non tax mid level to bring him back, they'll put him at like one fifty nine. Then they, the apron, the first apron is at 165. Or sorry, that the tax is at 165. The first apron is at 172. But they're they're hard capped at 172 if they use the full mid-level to bring back Brook. They have his full bird right, so they wouldn't need to do that. But like they're just kind of shit out of luck here. Brook wants money, and Houston's offering him money. I don't know how they can match it.
4: Is there a world where you would entertain if you're the Knicks, and you could make it happen somehow?
1: Giannis? Yeah, I would
4: do that. No, we're going to sign a trade for Brook
1: Lopez? I mean, what are we giving up?
4: I don't know. I would assume it would have to be Mitch, but Mitch probably puts him in the same bind as signing Brook Lopez, so I guess it's And M- not Mitch's really
1: contract help. is fucking awesome, now. Yeah. Joe Ingles
0: to the magic? All right. Huh.
4: Wasn't that, like, rumored by someone earlier? Fisher. It's like,
1: yeah, Fisher had man. that. That oh, so fish. random.
4: Six fish. scoop fish, man. Fisher's, had,
1: Fisher's been... look. His, his little it's p- better than having Massey. His yeah. <laughs> his pre free agency piece every year, he usually nails most of that shit.
4: How's that how's that dime dropper or whatever guy doing so far?
1: He keeps
0: deactivating and reactivating and trying to give the <laughs> I think the Lord only he's thing he said hunted. so far
1: Yeah, the only thing he's said so far is like Dames going to Philly, I think, and that Fred Van Vliet's <laughs> going to Houston, which is like not exactly the biggest, you know, fucking biggest scoop considering everybody's been talking about that for a while. James has been talking about this forever.
5: Yeah, it's been big. Big in my household. <laughs> Every <laughs> night I talk to my daughter about Fred Van Vliet and where he might go. <laughs> what does
1: she think? Does she like that pet for him? <laughs> yeah, she
5: does. <laughs> she just wants to see him happy. You know, did that's you, really what it
4: is. Did you read your daughter the, the new CBA as a bedtime story <laughs> yesterday? <laughs> is that you prepped
1: for today? Uh, by the way, somebody in chat said this. Dimes guy had Bruce Brown to Indiana. Yeah, I, I remember him. he had that. All right, so dime, dime guy might be real.
0: Yeah,
4: he's someone's dime guy son yeah, or daughter.
5: Yeah.
1: Do you think? Do you think Fred Van Leet's a good father, James? <laughs>
5: <laughs> Honestly, no. He seems like someone who's pretty distant. <laughs> Just from his body. What gives you that <laughs> facial facial expressions? <laughs> And let's be honest. Like, if, if you're trying to guess if a dad is bad or good, you've got like like 70, 30 The guy's gonna be bad. Like <laughs> any any given dad, most fathers are terrible.
1: Wow, <laughs> this is for me. Good job. Let's go get him out of here. We're done. You guys oh, don't care about that, a that. Soccer
5: reference? What the hell? is It is, is soccer. It's not a reference. It's like very <laughs> much a, just a thing that happened. A thing that happened. happened. Okay.
1: Yeah, it's like it's like when Ennis. not no, that's so mean. It's like when. <laughs> It's like well, when Kurt Thomas, <laughs> yeah, it's it's like when Marcus Camby left the Knicks the first time. Think of it that way.
4: That's Ennis' freedom to you, by the way. I'm never calling <laughs> him Ennis'
1: freedom ever in life. <laughs> no, I. All right, how about this, James? You you've been very much on the bandwagon of the Knicks should life give RJ Baird a lifetime contract. <laughs> um, yeah. No, honest question. I've, just, I've actually been thinking, I was thinking about this today. What, yeah. make the case, make the case for, forget trading for anybody, whoever, but just independent of who you could trade him for or who else would be out there. What is the case for, let's just, not just run this back, but specifically for RJ Barrett. Make the case for RJ's fine. Like, what is the case for this, that J. is fine and where he's going to be on this upward trajectory and that's going to take this team to the next level?
5: I mean, I, I just want to say, first of all, that a lot of it, does hinge on who you're talking about getting in. And if it's someone like, you know, Levine, who I just really dislike, or Paul George, who at his peak falls you to, you know, contender status, but obviously has a lot of injury issues, Um I, you know, I, I don't think that's a good idea. But if you're talking about RJ, I mean, a lot of it's just where the team is. Like, they're so much better than they've been in such a long time. RJ is so young, and when you look at his aggregate stats, like, they're bad. But if you – he puts together excellent stretches, and I am just, like, yeah, it could be a sucker's bet, but when I see how he performed in the playoffs this past year, like, that does mean a lot to me. Like, just like Julius, you know, shitting his diaper every year in the playoffs means a lot to me because they're at a place now where that is what matters. It's what happens in the playoffs. They're going to be good enough to get there every year now. And it's what's going to happen when you're there. Um, I understand the argument for trading him. Like, I don't think like, oh my God, trading him would be something we never recover for. I just don't think, recover from, I just don't think that trading him at this point for the people that people have talked about trading him for automatically puts him in some contender status where it's like, you got to do it. It's like taking a risk on someone who's like, I'm I'm very wishy-washy on when you still have time to see if he develops. But, like, I get when you look at all his, you know, how bad the efficiency has been, like, in aggregate, you know, for his career. But he's also had, like, you know, he's had, like, three-month stretches where he's been terrible. But then he's had, like, month-long stretches where he's been awesome. And I, I see the version of the player that he can be, even if it's he's not able to do it consistently, which, at the end of the day, is what makes someone a great NBA player. Like, you know, any one of these guys can have, like, a game where they look like the best player in the league, but it's, like, who can do it game after game? So, like, yes, consistency is a huge part of it, but I just don't see what moving him does in order to so clearly upgrade us that I'm willing to do it right now. I could be talked into it for something that I haven't heard yet, but from what I've heard, I'm just not into it.
0: I think the school of thought comes from the fact that the East was so wide open this past year and people assume that it will continue to be so and they feel like a significant upgrade can elevate that team into being a team that gets past like Miami and Boston and all those teams just because of what happened this past off season and of course there's so much things that are subject to change um but a lot of people feel if we upgrade that like wing spot especially with like a Paul George type, if he's able to be healthy in the playoffs, giving you that larger wing defender and someone who can score at all three levels. um, I think that's where the school of thought comes from.
5: I get that. You know, Um, I do get that. Like in a vacuum, there are a bunch of people who like next year have a good chance of being better than RJ. It's just that. And then also there's just, I mean, there is the fan of me that like we drafted him and I want to keep him. Like that's, I get real. that. I, I, I'm not Leon Rose. I'm not being paid to put together a championship contender. Like, but I, I think there's a real chance that in the long run, it's better to keep him, and the family who wants to. keep him. So.
1: Yeah, I mean, I, I get that. Um, but there's a real chance
5: that he fucking busts and stinks. So, like, I don't think it's insane <laughs> to like want to get
1: off him. It's it's not my preference. <laughs> yeah, I. Would trade him for Paul George, but I wouldn't do it for Levine. I don't really trust Levine, and I would only do it for Paul George in a very specific circumstance. I'm not like, oh, RJ in 15 picks, or like that's that doesn't make any sense. Well, that's the um, thing, right?
5: Are like, it, is him one for one for any of these guys on the table? Like, I highly doubt it. So you're talking about RJ probably in a couple picks, right? Like,
1: yeah, I mean, it's weird. Like the CBA has <clears> kind <throat> of thrown things into, yeah. um, like a weird place, um, but yeah um it's yeah i, I don't know like I just-, I just think mentality
5: is huge like and I, I do think he has you know the right mentality someone in uh discord made fun of me and they're like oh the dog and him argument is the, is the worst argument in the world um i guess i am sort of saying he's got that dog in him but like all things being equal player a and player b are the same there is like it is real life that sometimes player A and player B who have the same talent, one's got that dog in him and doesn't shrink under the spotlight and the other doesn't. Like, that's real. Like, people can pretend it's not, but like, that is real. And I do think he at least, like, I'm very sure that he's not going to become, if he, if he fails, it's not because he's scared. It's because he sucks. <laughs> and I think it's pretty rare to find someone <laughs> who isn't scared in New York on that stage.
1: Uh, I'm just going to bring this up because I'm really sick of Drew bringing this up. The player's less important in the regular season. You have to get to the fucking playoffs, dude. Shut the fuck up with this. Was RJ a good player in the regular season? No, he wasn't. So don't you can sit here and fucking talk about the playoffs all the time, but you have to fucking get to the playoffs. So if you want to sit there and pretend that we didn't witness him poop his fucking pants for an entire regular season, then I don't know what to tell you. But like, we can also, if you want to fucking sit there and tell me about the playoffs, they're the greatest thing ever, that's fine. But then you also have to be objective and say that the fucking regular season sucked. You can't have it both ways. You can't be like, oh, well, we, we can't, he's 22, we can't, we can't give up on a regular season, doesn't matter, blah, blah, blah. But then in the play, oh, look, look he, he beasted in the playoffs, this is amazing, this is all that matters, this fucking sample size, this is all we got to do, shut up. Just shut the fuck up. Be fucking but honest about it. They, they did not.
5: play a 50-win pace with him stinking it up. It's like Yeah, but not with there. him
1: on the floor. Not with him on the floor, did they? No, but Chuck? he
5: was there. Yeah, he was <laughs> there. Okay, but <laughs> they overcame. and
1: <laughs> That's kind of
5: my whole thing. Like They have time to see if he can put it together because he's not so bad that they can't overcome the very worst version of him. I'd be shocked if his regular season was... Bad oh,
1: history, wow. History. R.J. had good stretches in the regular season. That's great. I did not know that. I was unaware. Like, what is the point of these? Like, did, did I say that R.J. Barrett played 70 games this year and was terrible for all 70 games? Pretty sure that's not what happened. Pretty sure I've never said that. Like, the, the, like, these are just idiotic arguments that have, it's not anything relevant to what people are saying. Nobody's saying trade R.J. Barrett for fucking dog shit and attach three picks to dump his salary. Nobody's saying that. Like You can have different evaluations of what he is as a player, what his contract is worth, who he is, where he's projected to be. If you want to have those conversations, that's fine. But if we're going to sit here and pretend that any conversation about RJ Barrett getting traded is some fucking, you can't even talk, it's taboo because he played well in the playoffs, that's crazy. Like You know who played well in the playoffs one, one time? Jerome James. Yeah, Jerome James played really well in the playoffs one time. <laughs> Isaiah Thomas gave a mid-level exception. How did that turn out? Like, this makes no sense to me. I don't really understand. What, like We see guys play well in the playoffs all the time. They get, they go somewhere, and then they suck. This happens. This is like a regular occurrence that happens in the NBA. Bruce Brown just played in the playoffs really fucking well. He got $22.5 Do you think he's going to, like, does that now, that, that he's worth it now because he played well in the playoffs? That's not how it works. This is not how it works. I'm sorry. They're, they're, I was reading these fucking, like, 45 minutes of comments about R.J. Barrett, R.J. Barrett this, you guys disrespected Amherst Live. Shut up!
5: When when gets (laughs) mad and I'm on like the call with him, I feel like it's like my parents fighting before they got. (laughs) I I get. I want to like run to my room. (laughs) Fighting with the commenters instead of the Grateful Dead.
0: Oh man, we've hit a lull in free agency, but Trey Jones got paid by the Spurs. Two years, years, twenty
1: million. Yes. Holy shit, R.J. Barrett's played well for significant stretches. Nobody's denied this. For three years, all we did was talk about how great R.J. Barrett was, how impactful he was, how his trajectory was great. He stepped up in these moments. But because he had a bad season and people were critical of him for that bad season, that means now that, like, nobody ever acknowledged his good moments. I don't, like, this stuff is just fucking crazy. And honestly, if we're going to be real about this, if R.J. Barrett just had the season he had on the fucking heat, not a single one of you guys would be talking about him like he's, this untouchable player because of 11 games in the playoffs. Not a single one. I promise you that. nobody. Tyler Hero had a good fucking run in the bubble his rookie rookie season all the way to the finals. Did anybody did any single one of us be like yeah, trade RJ for Tyler Hero other than Tyrese. No, nobody said that. (laughs) Not a single person said that. So like we can't like don't act like this is an irrational conversation. It's a rational conversation. If we can shit on our Julius Randle because he had two bad playoffs it, and set aside to all NBA, deserve it all NBA regular seasons. We can have a critical conversation about RJ Barrett. He's fine. It, he'll be fine. He's a he's a good player. He makes a pl- plenty of money. Like this is this is fine. He, he's going to be okay. If we on a fucking stream or we in a Discord talk about his bad moments.
4: I mean, I don't think it's unreasonable at this point. And like you and I just talked about this on the pod this week on Pod Strickland earlier. Like to have concerns about is RJ going to add an off the dribble game well enough you like from the outside that he's going to like discover that and then not only discover it but become good enough at it to make him a good enough player to take the Knicks to the next level at some point so that's why I don't think like to my eye I'm finally starting to kind of have those worries about like I don't know if this dude's ever going to be a pull up three point shooter I don't know if he's ever going to have a pull up midi. And that might be fine, you know. But like, who is he then at that point? Like, he's a a guy that can. Let's just say that he even manages to like normalize his spot up three point shooting to like thirty six percent or something like that. So then, okay, he's a guy that can shoot thirty six percent, attack closeouts, and score inside and draw free throws, which is a good player that'll have a role in the NBA for a long time. But you know, if you get a get an opportunity to take advantage of this window, like I. I don't know. I think there's I think there's a little disconnect in people's brains about going from
0: there's always a disconnect in people's brains.
4: Yeah, well mine too, uh, all the time. But like if, you know, from going from like rebuilding and building the young core and all this stuff to now all of a sudden like realizing like you have Jalen Brunson, you have Julius Randle. Clearly the team is committed to Julius Randle, so like you should get used to that. Um If they have these two guys that are, like, 26 and 28 years old, I believe they're going to be next year, maybe slightly older than that. Um, Either way, like, both those guys are in their prime now. Like, it's kind of time to start thinking about, like, all right, well, we want to maximize the window that we're afforded by those guys and the bargain bin contracts that they're on with Brunson and Randall. Then, okay, yeah, you might trade RJ somewhere, and he might turn into a 22-point-per-game scorer three, four years down the line, but you might, in waiting for that, miss your opportunity to do something better. And that's that's the thing. It's like you can't – even if RJ would turn into like a two-time All-Star or something in his career, but if you were able to trade him for like Paul George and make a real run at a finals or something, like I think you got to do that because that's what every team wants. Like do you think that – you were the one who talked
5: me into Paul George being too brittle. You showed me the screenshot of his games played the last four seasons. I know.
4: I am still worried about him being too brittle. <laughs> I just pulled his name out of my ass because that's, like, the one being most most well, discussed. Yeah, that's yeah. the guy being most discussed. But, like, that's just – I think the overall rationale is is what I come down on. Like, if
5: if you think – That's where I'm if, with you. I feel <laughs> like for the right player, like, yeah, yeah, he's definitely not untouchable. If you think about Zach Levine puts- and Paul George for different reasons both, I'm like, eh, I don't like that at all. Even yeah. if Zach be, yeah, is like infinitely more efficient than him. Right George,
4: now. if you can guarantee that he could play like fifty games and be healthy for the playoffs, I'd be all about it. But that I am not totally sure about
0: it's that.
1: Still not, big would, dice if roll he was guaranteed to be
5: healthy for the playoffs, you'd be foolish not to do it, right? Yeah. Like, I mean, I think that's pretty clear.
1: Bruce Brown's contract with the shift. Indiana Pacers contains a team option in year two Tell oh, so wow. It's ESPN. So it's basically a one year mm-hmm. twenty two and a half million dollar contract. Um but if if you think a move takes you into contention, it's I'm sorry, it's something to consider. Like, and if you don't like the play, like yeah, Paul George is an injury concern. So if you just don't like the injury concern, that's fair. I don't really d- dispute that. But I don't think it's like exactly insulting to be like, yeah, I'd consider trading R.J. Barrett for sure an injured, an off injured, but when playing an all NBA caliber wing. Like, I'm sorry, I don't think that that's insulting because I personally think if he's right. And he's the and RJ is really like the main only rotation piece going out that would make us a contender. I believe that. Like, I think this team is good enough for that. If you don't believe this team is good enough for that, then you shouldn't do that trade. I agree with that also. Like, so if your entire point is the team's not good enough, then fine. I disagree with that, but that's a reasonable point of view, I think. Like, that's also why I wouldn't do it for Zach Levine. I don't think Zach Levine makes this team a contender. I think he's just a move to make a move. I'd understand it. Like, if that happened. I wouldn't agree with it, but it's one that makes, like, I can understand the logic. But if I'm Leon Rose and that was like, you know, fucking Brock Holler calls me up, hey, we can make this deal, I'm going to be like, yeah, I don't know. I'm going to go back to sleep. I,
4: yeah. I think if you, I think if you trade like, let's just say that the deal existed where you could trade RJ Barrett one for one for Levine, that's where, it, that's like, I guess just you, you look at that and you say, we feel so confident in our defense that, We just think that having a 25-point-per-game scorer that can score from all three levels is going to completely put us over the top. And I I just don't know that I believe that because I think that Levine is just throughout his career proven like the guy is worth somehow less on defense than he is on offense. And he's like a super prolific offensive player.
5: So like that's really impressive (laughs) to manage to be that much of a – I and haven't seen like regular. a ton of his games, but every time I watch him, like usually against the Knicks, I just he. Always, I feel like he's just always making like a play down the stretch. I'm like that was stupid, like yeah. throwing some pass away or I don't know falling asleep on defense. Also like, the- obviously, he's extremely talented, yeah.
1: but also the defense wasn't good last year. Like they were yeah. 19th in defensive rating. Um, they were good in the playoffs, but some of that had to do with the teams they placed, they faced, and whatever. But like they weren't a good defensive team last year, so I don't. And they were the third best offensive team. Now, if you want to tell me that Levine gives you some higher ceiling in the playoffs because of his shot making, maybe I believe that. But I don't really know that I believe that getting Zach Levine materially improves the team in the regular season. Um, So your entire bet there then is the playoffs. And he's played four playoff games. Like, I'm sorry, I don't really feel comfortable making that bet on Zach Levine. Like, I think Paul George is different because to me, that's just a bet on injury. and there's a price where I'll take the bet, I'll roll the dice, and hope that he can be healthy for the playoffs for next year. Like, if I knew he was going to opt into his player option next season, I'd feel somewhat comfortable taking that bet. Because then I get two years out of it, and I think in those two years, you could do it. Obviously, if the Clippers were like, give us two unprotected picks, or three unpro-, I would be like, no, go fuck yourself. Um, like, But there's a me- middle ground there where, yeah, I'm sorry, I'm going to consider that for rj barrett for fucking i mean honestly even if it was like grimes i'd consider it sure like it's not like grimes is valuable right now because he's on his rookie contract and you control that but you know if they were like just give us grimes and fournier and obi's salary or something like i mean you have to consider that yes of course you have to consider that like these are not situations that i mean nobody on this team is untradeable or off table for any in any discussion really other than brunson right like other than that brunson's the
0: cornerstone
1: yeah other than that like nobody should be off the table you know like i mean not that this has happened obviously but if there was some scenario where the knicks could have signed bruce brown at the mid-level then i would feel like a lot more comfortable trading quickly because you have a guy who has played point guard and can play off of another point guard and bruce brown you have the same versatility coming in then it makes a lot more sense to consider moving quickly in a deal that would upgrade you on the wing or something like that potentially um like the knicks clearly do need to get a star wing i think that's just very obvious to me maybe rj could be that i have a lot of doubts about that given his type of offensive scoring profile though okay free agency how about that
0: (laughs) it's hit a low um, I saw recently from Jake Fisher that um the Cavs and the Heat are trying to get a third team involved in this Strew sign-in trade. So that's the holdup there. I guess I mean, that will determine. I guess what happens with Gabe Vincent, I guess as well, since those two have been linked. May um, I
4: may I gripe about something real quick? Can we mm-hmm. like can we yep. like get rid of the yearly? Uh, and it, this always happens in NFL free agency, and it's always an even bigger joke, but. Every single year, you there's got to be that them. one that one account that's got to be like, oh, my God, so far, NBA teams have committed $1.02 billion <laughs> in free agency. It's like, shut <laughs> it's the like, fuck duh. up. They do it every year, idiot. <laughs> and, like, half of it's not even guaranteed. Shut the
0: fuck oh, up. Oh, wow. gave Vincent to the Lakers. Yeah, three years, 33 years. Dave
4: Vincent wow. to the Lakers? Yeah. Oh, years, that's, their,
1: that's their mid-level, basically. So but not how did they do that when them? they
4: already signed fucking uh, Torian Prince for like I think seven? Torian Prince
1: was like a four point five mil.
4: I thought they signed him for like seven million dollars.
1: Yeah, oh, but just... if you the mid level is bigger, it starts at twelve point four. So it depends mm-hmm. on what the starting salaries are here. Three year thirty three though.
4: There's no way even with raises that could be low enough. What, you can only you, do like five like percent raises, I think.
1: It's yeah, it is five percent raisins. I don't mean I can't do the, I'm not gonna try to do well. That,
0: good riddance out of the Eastern Conference, Gabe Vincent. Yeah, yeah fuck look. him. <laughs> the most
4: annoying
5: player for me in the past couple of years. Oh no, it was so one year him. 4.5. I
4: don't know why I thought I saw seven. Million. Yeah. So I guess that's how they're fitting it in. Yeah, but that still seems really tight. Like that Gabe Vincent deal can't start at eight million. How the fuck are they doing that? I wonder if they're doing like a small sign and trade with uh, maybe they're working a sign and trade with.
1: Miami they have to be I mean I I don't really understand how the numbers work possibly I don't know how the fuck that's working deal to yeah gone to Miami somehow I don't know oh oh yeah that I guess that could be the. but oh my god
5: can you imagine that would be so good (laughs) for the Knicks (laughs) (laughs) I love the typos that these guys are just like, they're so oh, horny dude, to they, send a tweet out. Like, every one of them right have now. been wrong. Sham's first tweet about it said it was a $33 deal. Was <laughs> it, <so laughs>
0: like, he was way <laughs> too excited.
4: Oh man, now we're up to $1.02 billion and $33. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Shit. I think they should. I, I don't know. They're, they're undrafted success story. Their tax situation is just so fucked, though. Does this hurt Miami
5: or does this like open up money for them to make an annoying move for someone better?
1: I don't know how it helps. I mean, it doesn't I don't think it affects. I have them no either. idea what anyone's capped. Nothing helps Miami. They, it, so. Miami's already capped, aren't they? They could they could um they I'm could sign Isaiah or Thomas they I guess if the they think they're getting dame, I guess it makes sense.
0: Miami's about to sign Isaiah Thomas off the street. <laughs>
4: Can you
1: imagine?
0: Oh man, that heat culture will get him right though. <laughs> get um, his hips moving like jello.
1: Honestly, though, you want to talk about health? I promise you, if they fucking traded for like Paul George, he would play 70 games out of Miami somehow. They got some crazy voodoo. Goat blood? PEDs going on down there. Goat blood? (laughs) (laughs) Pat Riley. Galco based out of Florida?
5: Yeah. Do you guys, is anyone old enough to remember? Were they?
4: I thought they were based in San Francisco. That's why they ended up with Barry Bonds. I thought it was Must like because it was like right around the corner for Barry Bonds, and so he was always just like, "I'll just go there, get my cream in the clear, shoved up my." Don't those guys all train like, in Florida in the offseason? Yeah, I mean that was I think that was where A Rod was running his shit out. of was Florida,
5: but his was the cream in the clear. He had the HGH. Oh yeah, Bay Area uh, Laboratory uh, Cooperative. Good yeah, I'm catch, gonna Alex. I'm gonna
1: throw something out there. If
5: I should go visit the headquarters and pay tribute,
1: <laughs> if, <laughs> lay a wreath at the front door. <laughs> if if the Rockets did throw some huge bag at Devin Chenzo and he goes there. I could see the Knicks looking at Eric Gordon on a mid-level exception. Just going to throw that out there. I could see that. I
5: mean, he's been rumored for the Knicks for like the past 12 years. I feel like they always show up. And Eric Gordon
0: was rumored for the Lakers earlier today too, I think.
1: Yeah, he was rumored to go to the Lakers on that Uh, mid-level. I don't think – Yeah, I don't know how many mid-levels are out there still. I think Dallas might have one. I don't think he's going to go to Dallas. Uh, I don't know. I mean, what other contenders have them? I mean, it doesn't feel like Miami's going to spend their mid-level. I think they're sold over the fucking tax right now. Um, so who the hell is going to play for Miami? What the hell? Kyle Lowry's is going to magically be able to play 82 games next year.
5: Hemi um, Butler doesn't need any help.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I'm telling you, they're just going to give. They're going to have Gabe Vincent uh, play point, or not Gabe Vincent. Uh, not Game anymore. Caleb <laughs> Martin's going to run point for them next year.
5: Ugh. Bam's going to turn into Jokic. <laughs> oh
4: Some of their fans probably think that. Fucking delusional. Short roll, baby.
5: <laughs> Every
4: play is just a short roll.
5: <laughs> just throw out random <laughs> basketball terms so people think I know what I'm talking about. <clears throat> Eric
4: Gordon? Who's? Someone just said Eric Gordon in the chat. The Knicks aren't signing Eric Gordon, are they?
0: No, I don't, no, think, I don't so. think so.
4: Someone mentioned Eric Gordon somewhere? Eric Gordon is big E, not going to lie. I mean, I would sort of agree.
0: But I don't
1: know. I don't know, Let's talk about Eric Eric, Gordon. I think Eric Gordon is a good player. He's older, though. That's the biggest problem. A lot of Clippers fans hated him, though. A lot of Clippers fans hate players on their team because they're not as good as they want to be.
0: Yeah, they probably thought they were getting Eric Gordon from Houston three years ago. Mm. I
1: mean, this is just what he did. I mean, look, this is what he did last year, right? Uh, thirty-seven percent from three. He shot forty-two percent from three with the Clippers, by the way. So I'm not sure why the fans hated him there. Um, like obviously he's not. I'd much rather have Divincenzo given his age and athleticism, and I think he adds something athletically that we don't have. Um, but like I think all the metrics on on uh, Eric Gordon defensively are weirdly good. They've been good for a while. This is from Brett Siegel, NBA. Uh, growing belief that Van Vliet will be running, returning to the Toronto Raptors. Multiple sources tell ClutchPoints have no decision so has been made. There's no
4: way that's a real Van account. Vliet. That's a fake-ass account.
1: He's a real account, but I don't know
4: if he actually has... It you know. works for clutch points and a shit.
1: Eric
5: Gordon <laughs> might have been like a Reggie Bullock forty two percent from downtown, where he missed like every wide open three into like <laughs> when it mattered nah, most. You're like, how is this nah. guy at forty two percent? Like I've never seen him make one that I needed.
1: Yeah, I don't know. Um it's, <laughs> just throwing it out there. It's possible. I, I'm not gonna pretend like I watched um watch a bunch Gordon of Clippers, Clippers games. He's got a lot of Holy orange shit. on his cleaning the glass. Guys, there's so, a difference <laughs> between saying I think the Knicks might sign him on a mid level exception versus I think they should sign him on the mid level <sighs> exception. Big difference. Either. No Schwinn, you want him here. That's what you yeah, said. That, I think it's possible. They've clearly kicked the tires on him. I think they it was reported last year, right? Um, so it's only I mean, and he's like look, if you want to get a Tibbs player, I'm telling you, Eric Gordon is a very Tibbs player. He's Played in an offense where all they did was ISO for like three it's years. In Chris a row. Rob, who are all these accounts? Some of these they gotta be fake. Oh my god! That's what I'm are saying,
4: these bro. Accounts, there's bro? there's no way all? these are all real. Now that now that the real shit's gone down, now like keep your eyes out. <laughs> now it's all this. Right, Eric,
0: this Eric Pinkus guy has 72.6k followers. He said Lakers should still be able to sign Rui Austin and Russell under a hard cap, but depends on each player's starting salary. What is what is my King Brian
4: Winhorse said?
1: I mean, yeah. what if the I mean, the Rockets need a point guard, right? So does DiVincenzo fit the point guard thing? Probably not. No. They um, just well, want to we've, spend well we've
0: seen Houston do Houston. some weird things with their point guard position, i.e., KPJ. So <laughs> to be
1: fair, they also didn't. I feel like Yudoka is not accepting that. Like, there's no way he's cool with. Well, I hope they have a good time at the strip club, maybe. Do I think the Rockets would give? A bag maybe i mean it's definitely possible i think that's probably what he's hoping for but the guy like the guys that were reported interest in were what they were like van vliet kuzma who was that guy dylan brooks mm-hmm. and Luke lopez brook lopez so to me none of those dudes exactly profiles as point guards what d vincenzo is no, well that's a... van vliet's a point guard yeah sure. um but like DiVincenzo's not really a point guard. He's not a wing in the way that Brooks guard, but yeah. Yeah, there's not he's not a wing the way Brooks and Kuzma would be. He's mm-hmm. obviously not a center. So maybe they would do it just because they have money burning a hole in their pocket. But I mean they gotta spend fifty million, this is the thing. So they also could just pivot and be like, give us some bad contracts, people. Whoever wants to dump some money will take it.
0: Tillman Fritters. let see what he does. <clears throat>
1: this should be fun. We're man, really excited. What is,
0: taking, what is taking so long for all these deals, man?
1: I mean, it's been 90 minutes. So, <laughs> <laughs> really has?
0: Oh, my God. <laughs> Correct. It feels like it's been like 10 minutes, honestly. <laughs> I don't know if it's because it's all the talking.
1: Strew still hasn't signed anymore, so. right?
0: Yeah, they said they're waiting on a third team for Cavs and Heat um, sign and trade.
1: This is such a. I don't. I guess something. they're trying to
0: find ways. Well, to make I guess I guess.
1: Work. I mean, I guess the Vincent thing is, if they are just going to bring Hero back, then fine, you let Vincent walk, and then if you have Duncan Robinson, you let Stroess walk. But they actually got better when Hero was out because I think Vincent's just a better defender. I mean, a very fucking annoying player. Um, I respect James's opinions on him, but uh, definitely was an upgrade for them, at least for how they played, than Hero.
5: And he was great. It was infuriating.
0: So, all right, let's see. Someone said Cam Johnson, four years, one hundred eight million. Jakob Hurdle, four years, eighty million. I don't even. I don't even know the Jakob deal is that much. Wow.
1: Four
4: eighty so for, for him. I'm so
0: <laughs>
4: happy for him. <laughs> <laughs> I think. I Before mean the Knicks. The Knicks
0: contracts look better and better every day. At that point,
4: yeah. Do Mitch is getting paid less than Turtle? Like that's pretty solid.
1: I like that you keep calling him Turtle.
4: That's what his name is. It's Jacob Turtle.
1: <laughs> uh, I'm trying to look that's xenophobic. <laughs> <laughs> I'm looking at look. This.
4: His name sounds so much like Turtle, man. I can't. I forgive yeah. you, but it's very, very morally
5: inappropriate of you. <laughs> <It's>
1: so Turtle. <laughs>
0: Man, what are Lakers about to do with their big man spot? Like, who the hell are they going to sign? They have like Anthony
1: Davis, and like that's it. I don't. This Raptors thing makes no sense to me. Uh, bring Dwight Howard. uh, I guess. I guess they could do that. They can. They could still just be under the first apron, but shit's going to get ugly if they keep. um, If they keep OG and have to pay him in here, and they have to pay, um, you know fucking what's his name in a year. Uh, Siakam. They can manage it for this season, the cap, but it doesn't really seem like a long-term thing. Uh, Lakers still have interest in re-signing D'Angelo Russell. You know, this is like Austin Reeves, right? The Rockets? This Is that Austin Reeves spot? Throw him her off offer sheet? Maybe.
0: I mean, he's he's unrestricted Reeves? No, oh, no, he's, he's restricted, restricted, right? Me. He's restricted, right? I don't know.
1: Uh, This is from Jordan Bubb. How do you think Niang and Struis help out the Cavs, and do you think with these moves, Cavs have pushed back the Knicks? Uh, nope. They don't have Struis yet. I don't like the Niang contract. He does help them, probably, because he just gives them more shooting. Definitely. Who was the guy They did that? that? was it, right? Uh, Struis probably helps them. And I don't they brought back they... LeVert. Yeah, they brought back that LeVert. That, most... is... yeah, that doesn't really do anything. That doesn't change anything for them. Yeah, it's like running in a treadmill. No um. Way. Yeah, I don't know. I think um, I would guess that...
0: If they do get Struz, though, that does add more shooting, which is yeah. what they lacked heavily versus
1: us. Yeah, I mean, it definitely would have helped them against us. I don't know if it pushes them past the Knicks, but... They still sucked on the glass. Like, it's probably yeah, a better dominated. series. It's a closer series, that's for sure. The Knicks sucked on shooting threes, too, in that series for the whole playoffs, really, so... um. You know.
0: I, w- I will say those Struce Threes would have killed versus the cat versus oh, us. Oh god.
1: Everything about him would just be brutal. It's just the worst.
0: Especially as we were missing so badly. Yeah. Like those would have been just backbreakers. All right, got a new Woj tweet. Joe Engle oh, who cares about Joe Ingles getting a two year twenty two million dollars from the Magic? Okay. You
1: got two years, twenty two million? Yeah. Good for him.
5: An accomplished role player and presence. For a young magic <laughs> Look at sure. Woe's just
1: like doing <laughs> verbal, like
5: an accomplished presence. Like, what the fuck is that? Just what do you think? Is... The water carrying. <laughs> what do you think Literally his presence for presence. 48 is? <laughs> <laughs> his presence has added so many uh, championships.
0: Sun's got 86. Utah Watanabe.
1: Minimum, I'm assuming. They have to get Minimum's right. They don't have any other option. Um, that's a decent pickup for them. Yeah. So. He had a good shooting year last year. I'm not sure how real that is, but he did shoot the ball left. Who's I'm left the role players? Bro. There are nothing left but role players, Jake. Uh, the entire fucking class, unfortunately, was just role players, basically, and, like, Kuzma and Fred VanVleet and Jakob Turtle.
0: <laughs> Why is Fournier trending?
1: <laughs> because Nick fans think that, like, we can trade him, just Oh my God! It's ahead. forty-eight.
0: It's just become the most valuable
4: trade ship in the league. <laughs> Some Knicks fans saying that right now. And
1: yeah, Matt. also
0: that ESPN tweet I think just like didn't help. Too. What was
1: the ESPN tweet?
0: It was ESPN. Evan Fournier has more than twice as many career three pointers as Larry Bird. Shocked face emoji.
4: Yeah, what is that? What does that uh, uh hourly so, ESPN social media employee know? <sighs> what do they know?
1: He's two times. The shooter that Ayrberg was,
5: <laughs>
4: in my opinion, two times the player, the man, and the father. If I if I mean kind of
5: <laughs> I think they. I'm just glad playing. that he knocks stocks Starks off the top of the all-time three-point <laughs> list. For the next. Oh man! So this is I the updated Phoenix
0: theater. roster. It looks very bleak, by the way. I mean, besides those like top guys, got Booker, Beal, Durant, Aiden, then a Kogi. Um, Payne, Jordan Goodwin, Damian Lee, Utah Watson, Abe, Drew Eubanks, Kiate Bates, Diop, Ish Wainwright, Chemezi Metu, Isaiah Todd. Jesus, that is I, so I like, bad. I like that Metu. is so bad.
1: <laughs> I like Metu, but I'm not sure he's actually good. I just kind of like like him. <laughs> um, like I don't actually know if he's good. Uh you no know, it, it makes honestly all this stuff is really hard to discuss like like trades and what guys are worth and all that shit um just because the CBA is so like I don't fully get it I don't know what everything is worth I don't have a good conception of it I feel like in an environment like that like I would probably like to be flexible um in terms of the cap so like a lot of the reasons for wanting to like i mean this is part of the reason why i kind of like want to move randall too where i'm like well oh, if you're moving maybe you can get some picks get an expiring salary like i think there's value to that but i also think you know i could be totally wrong and it turns out in two years like actually keeping players was the was the play to play to make there or acquiring players but i don't know i just know that you don't want to be paying anybody too much money right now